All right, guys. What happens in episode two? And we'll talk to you the recording. It's <laughs> more, more natural. We'll just throw some of this random audio in. It'll be beautiful. Welcome to the Emotive Pixels Podcast. This is our episode for The Walking Dead, Season 2, Episodes 2 and 3. Before we get started, please be aware that our podcasts are extremely spoiler-heavy. We'll try our hardest not to spoil other games or later episodes of The Walking Dead. I make no such guarantee. Okay. Have you even played further? <laughs> no, I'm just Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, to get things started, I am Nate Stevens. I'll be hosting this episode. Uh, and in addition to introducing my other cohorts, I'd like to ask if we feel that the weakness of episode one, which we discussed quite in depth in our previous episode, was necessary in some sort of plot-related way to strengthen these later episodes. Good question. I was thinking along I think, those lines. I think the answer is yes. I think episode one was sort of a filler episode that kind of bridged the gap and got things moving. Okay. To my left, though. Uh, well, my name is Brian. Um... And to your question, I actually consider episode one to be more of a building episode. I, I, you know, I really, really thought they kind of, um, I guess redeem is a really hard term to use because season one was so good. And, and the 400 days of summer was average, but, you know, it still was okay. I mean, but episode, episode one for season two was definitely below average. But looking back on it, I mean, I could see it being a building episode they had to introduce a whole bunch of new characters they had to put some storyline and and it you know from episodes two and three so far i haven't played four and five they seem to you know like have used a lot of what they built upon in episode one to further the story and hopefully you know four and five goes even further and i'm will atkinson i think that episodes two and three show that there are some things that you can do to maintain a high level of intensity and a high pace while still driving the fo- story forward uh, that just wasn't done in episode one. And so I, I still think that episode one was weaker. And they know that there are things that they could do, could have done to um, maintain that level of storytelling. The way I was kind of rating it, I'm interested to hear you guys take. If you had to rate episode two and three versus other parts like versus episode one which we just did versus well will played 400 days of summer and i don't believe you have nate right i did oh you did okay mm-hmm. so how would you rate it compared to say season one or, or say 400 days of summer did you think two and three are back on par do you think they're still below it but at least going in the right direction compared to episode one of season two? Oh, i think they're back on par so uh, 400 days of summer I'm 400 just, days was just so scattered i think it's so average, completely right? off it my radar like, unless it becomes relevant later in which case i guess i'll retroactively think better of well it. you i did like i well, started to see we'll it wasn't that, until yes. episode three yes that you, you saw what it actually about. brought it in yeah oh all the people that are in the, the factory in the people who do choose to episode two three podcast interesting yeah the people who do choose to go yeah start to show up yeah they're they're the other people in the factory with him got it my first person I encountered was Bonnie. Yes, in episode two. That's right. She's in episode two. In episode two. You meet her at the cabin. Interesting. At first, I was like, and that's why, wait, uh, I remember who, she's so familiar. Were you How, nice to her? I was nice to her because I saw I her and, and I remember her being so nice, nice in 400 Days of Summer. Exactly. And then like, 
And then when I saw her coming with the gun with him, I'm like, oh, at you that, motherfucker. At, oh, I guess that's kind of episode three. Um, but then she comes back. Yeah, it's yeah. good in episode three. And, and like, well, oh. and, and, you know. And, well, let's let's talk so, plot like, for a moment. Oh, well, let's, okay. continue, let's just answer so, the question. Like, though, a part of the, and then we'll go. Talking more specifically about your, the question you started with, right? Yeah. Um, and now thinking about it a little more, I'm still not sure. But both episodes two and three introduced characters that I really cared about and killed them right off the bat. You mean right off the bat as in quickly? Or Ooh. just within those episodes. Okay, yeah. I really liked Reggie from episode three. He was I I mean we can ah, talk about Reggie, uh, him more later on. Uh, Wait, um, was Reggie the Nate character? Yeah. We see the yeah. cool uh Indian guy? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about him a lot more when we talk about me. episode three. <laughs> but um, I shed a single manly tear when I died. I can't remember what his name was. The bald teacher guy. I really oh, liked yeah. that guy. Yeah, and dude. He was, that was the bald teacher guy. He's the the guy who the, the boyfriend possibly of uh, the dude on the bridge. Oh, I did not catch those overtones. What? Am what? I just making this up? I I, I thought they were I like thought they were close, but I didn't catch the whole. You I think didn't there catch was a romantic relationship between the two of them. Oh, I mean, maybe not. I just I don't. Is that what you felt? Yeah, I mean, that's what I felt. That there was a deep level of affection between the two of them that normally, at least in games, is not shown between men. But then again, this is a game series that could actually acknowledge real affection, so maybe. I think this is leading nicely into a moment where we talk about the plot for episode two. Go for it. Um, so episode two um, starts off at the decision where you pick between the two people who are completely nameless to me. I don't know. Luke and I mean. Pete. Yeah, I'm um, actually one of my Nick notes here. Pete. Oh shoot! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like I said, I'm getting yeah. mixed. Who the hell are these people? Nick um, and Pete. So Luke is we the all guy let the father like, die. Friends, yeah. But anyway, so we run away with one of these guys. Well, we're... he's his uncle, not father. What? Okay, father figure. Father figure. He's okay. kind of a dick. Okay, so we run our way into this cabin. In this cabin, the other the other guy, I think it's Nick, is having an emotional breakdown. breakdown just can't ha- handle it. It's a um, shed. Sure. Find some alcohol. Um, just, just to let you know, so we, so we all picked Nick. So this changes. If you picked Pete, it doesn't go this way. But we're gonna go since we all picked the same character. That will be canon to us. Yeah, that's how it's gonna. So um, you can go online and find out how the other option is very minimally different. You end up yeah. in a trailer. He doesn't fare very well. It's the same. Yeah. It's, again, everything with this game always comes back to the same main, main you know, central storyline. So it's not gonna affect it much. Um, so eventually you get out of this thing and you make your way back to the little house that you guys are at. Then you're left with Sarah and everybody else goes out to try and find people. Isn't yeah, Nick if you the... choose Nick, he stays at the cabin. He stays behind and lets and fends off well, the whole Yeah, because when you're we, out... We can talk about why okay. or how. You no, know, but I'm just saying that right, that's, right. Where they're going, that's who they're going out to I, find. I'm pretty sure there are... Well, yeah, that's who they're going to find. Yeah. Um, and that's possibly the uncle guy whose name I forgot already. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they're also looking for him, too, yeah, because they don't yeah. know that he's dead yet. But anyway, so they're they're off trying to find people, and you, Sarah, are left in the house. Um, the 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 doctor father tells you don't open the house for anybody, and not two minutes later, some creepy guy comes, enters the house. Um, Clementine basically talks this guy down as he's walking through the house, searching for Sarah, at the very well, for me, at the very end, um, he finds evidence that Sarah was actually in the house the whole time. But then the guy event leaves, uh, presumably to bring back his posse to come take. Carver him. is the guy's name. 
Uh, I don't know if we knew his name at that yeah. point, but that's fine. So, no, we do. I, I, they, they, I think Luke or somebody tells you about him. Right, show. but not when so he's knocking on the door. About yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying just yeah, to yeah. give the name. To... So everybody comes back. You guys realize that this Carver guy was there, and they should hightail it. Um, you take off. It jumps ahead a couple of days. We They're... still don't know why Carver's a bad guy. Yeah. Still He's creepy as shit. You kind of have an don't... idea that like they knew each other. Seems a little rapey. Because... Yeah, because he keeps... Yeah. You know, and, and you haven't... Like, at least I did. I had an idea that maybe he was the the father of... That's interesting. I did not jump to that until... Well, see, I did because I remember... In, they didn't in the keep first talking episode, about her, getting, her cheating. In though. the There's first episode, I remember talk... like, like when I was sneaking around the house, and I, I peeked in the bathroom, and I saw... I forget the, the woman's name. She's looking in the mirror and she's like, it's his child. I know it's his child. I'm going to go with it's his child. Meaning um, Alvin, who's her husband slash... Right, it's not his. So you're you're already thinking, okay, it's somebody else that she was with. And then Carver kind of comes along and he's like, oh, we're going to be a family again. So that's why I was like, okay. Seems like it's It seems like maybe he was... Probably his. Yeah, that makes sense. So... You guys realize that he now knows where you are, so they realize he need, Carver now knows where they are, so they all leave. It jumps ahead five days. They've been walking, and they get up to this place where there's a river and a bridge crossing the river. You make your way over the river, encounter some zombies along the way, and then this rather nice uh, Mexican guy in a hoodie comes and basically helps you out. In the conversation, the, one of your characters, Nick. who's Nick, who's freaking out, Shoots the, fuck. shoots the guy, <laughs> um, which causes a bunch of hubbub. Hubbub. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't think he should have been shot, but um, after that, you make your way up the side of the mountain to the cabin. When you get to the cabin, I think the most surprising piece there is you find that Kenny's still alive, which surprised the hell out of me. We'll talk a lot about later. Um, Kenny is the guy, in case you don't know... Or haven't played much of season one. Who Duck. dies? He's yeah. He was the, Duck's the father, father of Duck. To die. Uh, his wife also died, and he jumped off a building to save um, the nerdy guy who he had a problem with. Who I always forget his name. Which is why he jumped off for me. But I think that guy could have been dead by that point. Which is why. Uh, well, he was like still kind of like looked like the zombies were coming after him, so he jumped. Yeah. And then you think he died, and turns out he actually survived. <laughs> You're there, you're in the cabin, you're kind of uh, getting to know the people in the cabin, and um, at the end of that night, something crazy happens with the wind power generator, which starts attracting the other zombies. Oh, I should, sorry, jump back a little bit. Before the night, you encounter somebody peeking in the windows. For us, it was Bonnie. I don't know if it can be somebody else, but... I think it was Bonnie because Bonnie joined the fo- the crew at the end yeah, of 400 for us. I... It's hard to say whether it could have been somebody else. Was it Bonnie for you as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm so going we'll to guess that... it's probably Bonnie. They may pick somebody else if, if you just didn't have her in there. Um, but most, uh, mostly I'm going to guess it's probably so, Bonnie. So Bonnie's looking in the window. She does not join you guys at that point in time. She leaves, uh, presumably to go tell Carver where you guys are at. Then the thing with the wind generator happens. Um, it draws a bunch of zombies. There's a, a little bit of a skirmish while you're fighting There's off a kerfuffle. S- zombies. Yeah. And Carver's crew comes in to clean up the zombies. At that point, there is a standoff in the the cabin. Some people escape. I don't know, I don't know exactly which ways we went. But basically, there's a shootout at the end. and Between Clem and end, Kenny, I think. Um, oh, sorry. Not between them. They're both outside, right? And you. The, but that last choice is whether you go outside or stay inside. Oh. So. 
we'll talk about that a little more specifically, but there's a big shootout at the end of that first episode. You're all taken captive by Carver. So that's episode two, and we'll talk about episode three a little later. Yeah. So we want to get into some questions here? Yeah, I think my first question is... Knock it off, Nate. It, this isn't in chronological order in any way. No, go ahead. Just off the cuff. How excited were we to see Kenny? I wasn't oh, even man. fond of Kenny in the first I, No, like, I hated chapter. the hell And he out showed of up him. and I just felt like this intense, like, <gasps> my God. Kenny was Lee's best buddy. No. I, for me. I, he hated my guts until like the last episode and then he was like okay with me. But like. After, you were pretty antagonistic towards him? Yeah, well, because all this shit he kept pulling. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's not okay. And he's like, oh, fuck it, man. We got to do, you know, like. And he's like, you know what? And he kept trying to get me to, like, Did join that him. that affect him? He's definitely a hothead. But. but but he still liked me at the end. And he actually, at the end of uh, season one, episode four, where, you you know, you get the people who will join you on the, in season on episode, season one, episode five, on, on your raid to save Clementine. He actually joined me. I got everybody. Which I was surprised because I never thought he was going to join me. But <laughs> he did. But. You know what? Tough when he came back, love. I was like, holy crap. I had Clementine give him a hug. I that just jumped right into it. I was like, fuck Did it. Did you hug him too? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... I, I was like, I I was totally shocked when I picked that. I was like, that was a what great, the fuck? That was a great I, I, moment of yeah. game design. I was like, holy shit. Actually, going further, I feel a lot of things right now. After that, when you're having dinner, you were talking about dinner, you can choose who to sit by. You yeah, sit by oh, that was, and the new that guys. was so hard. Who, who did you sit by? Uh, I sat by the new guys. I sat by Kenny. I, I should have sat by Kenny. I was like, fuck it, after, you know, after, I, the new, after it, what Nick did, and they were all like, oh, we just got to hide it and not tell him. Because, oh, you know, that, yeah. I, I was like, fuck it. I'm with uh, Kenny. I felt <laughs> so paralyzed by indecision. So... I was like, do I choose the old or the new? I was like, fuck it. I'm with Kenny. Is that one of the decisions where they just wait for you to decide? I don't think so. I, don't the, know. I think the time was dwindling. I was like, I literally need to flip a I point. I have no idea. I picked Kenny. I didn't even wait. Me I was too. Just like Kenny. I was just. I think time was dwindling when I made my choice. I was like, oh. oh. But yeah, I was like, I was, I, I, I was like, I, I didn't like him in the first, and then all of a sudden I'm like, as Clementine, I was like, I couldn't get enough of the guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's really interesting. The safe. Yeah, like everybody that's else, a really good... I'm kind of, I don't know about, yes. but he is the one person, the like only constant, yes, like, that's the real, I know that's a really who good this guy point, is. Which I never thought about until that, you mentioned it. But there's some good character design going on right there. Yeah, and that's true of, like, of like a situation you'd be in. Because really, you know, like with most of these apocalyptic scenarios, and, and you would assume that, you would think, like, okay, it seems reasonable that that's what's going to happen. When everything goes to shit, people are just going to turn on each other, and people will fuck you over in any way to survive. Here's a situation where you know somebody. Closest you know, thing you got to family. Yeah, so and very, you, and you know that he's not going to screw you over. He okay. might be mentally unstable. He might be, you know, like a hothead. But you know, at the end of the day, he's not going to, you know, you're not going to be walking into a building and Kenny's behind you and he pulls a gun on you. You know, slight, like, slight last of a spoilers for the next minute. What the uh, fuck? No, no, we said no game. What no the game fuck? We haven't talked. I about gave it. a warning. No, All no, right, no, no, no. I'm, I'm. It's cool important it. for this game. Okay. A part of why it. I was so ready to fall in with Kenny was that experience in The Last of Us where you meet that other creepy guy in the snow. Oh, oh that's you mean great. like the, oh, oh uh, and the like, main fight of the uh, whole game? He's like, yeah, um, he he's like he's so trustworthy, David. and you think David maybe I his last name. David's his and first you name. You feel like maybe I should follow this guy, <laughs> and then it flips on you at that last I second. I'm like, it. oh my god, I can't trust anyone. I love, um, I love so, that after you get to that big, huge... Uh, I'm not yeah, going to spoil okay. it. Yeah, so, sorry. Crazy. So, coming back to this game, oh, yeah. I, I've i already been conditioned to not trust anyone, and he showed up as 
like I know what this guy's about. I know where he's been. I know how he's been handling the you know. Well, well it's the phrase, right? Better, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, and you know, you know all his craziness, and you know all his stuff. So you know, so, like, okay, he's gonna be a hothead. He's gonna get you into a ton of crap, which he does. And in episode three, he he definitely gets you into a ton of crap. But at the same time, but you know why, you, and you know his motivation. And you know he's not gonna he's not gonna fuck you over. Yeah, there's like a real profound like sociological moment, or sorry, psychological moment here where you're like, yeah, sociological as well. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, oh, predictability and understanding is very important in who I choose to feel affection for. In this crazy world that they're in, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. And it's interesting that us across the spectrum of neutral to dislike all felt universal, like, complete joy at seeing this person. Yeah, I just it's was pretty like, cool. I never, I just really was shocked when I was like, oh my god, like, I just, like, I it didn't even, like, take any time to warm up to the guy. You know, like, I didn't say, like, oh, hey, Kenny, and then start, you know, as the game went on, warm. I just instantly, like... Jumped, jumped into his arms, down. yeah. Yeah, like, me too. Absolutely. And I was not really a big Kenny guy. Like, you know, like, okay, you know, my character Lee didn't, you know, was like, you know, like, you know, not, Lee didn't really have a problem with it, but Kenny had a problem with Lee. But, like, I also, just as a, you know, like, me outside the game, I was like, oh, Kenny's kind of always a hot, you know, like, and shady and, like, you know, like, I'm not a big fan of his. But all of a sudden I just turned and I was just like, in this game, you know, I was just like, Yeah. Kenny, great. Thank God you're back. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how happy I was when I saw the dialogue options come up and I was like, what am I going to say to Kenny? And one of the options was just hug him. I was like, oh, thank God. That is so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would I say in this context? How long Absolutely did, nothing. How long did it take you to make a decision? As soon as I saw that option, that was the I Instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even bat an eye. As soon as I just... How about you? How long, Nate, how long did it take you to make a decision? Oh, I hugged too. No, but did, as a non-huggy person, I hugged immediately. Did, did, Where was it like? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, there's the a action. hug option. How human? Did did like uh, take you a second to think? And to, no, yeah, or as soon as I saw it, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's a real, that's emotion. You know, like, that's a real like. That's a thing. Yeah, and, and you know that I keep really telling credit. Really well because crafted that moment. They could. Yeah. So while we're talking about him, what did you think about like he, he didn't have a full beard before, right? Oh, his full beard um, was kind of terrifying, but also seemed no, fitting. No, he didn't have a full beard, but he was like he seemed could, fitting for him being in a grown, cabin, which was, you know. Which is, which is, uh, he had like a goatee or something before. Yeah, something like that, and it was just like he's a small and it kept, but like that makes sense. I mean, the TV show does the same thing. Rick now has like a full beard, like because you know how many times you're gonna have one. Well, yeah, you're not gonna you're not have shaving equipment. Well, yeah, in a cabin. I mean, yeah, and like, just thematically, that's appropriate. It also helps say, okay, this has been a while since the last. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I think it's it's used also to to portray. I think if I remember before one and two, it was like 19 months or something between the two, right? Something like that. Yeah, 16, 17, 18 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seasons one and two. Yeah, it's you know the, it's the classic. They need some way to portray and to remind you that time has passed since you know. Even though, because you may theoretically just play all these things back to back to back, and in your real world, it's right. It's a like day. the seasons <laughs> in The Last of Us. Uh, yeah. But like, good metaphor. You know, yeah, this portrays yeah the, the whole. Um, um, I think that segues sort of nicely into talking about the dude on the bridge. Yes, I want to get getting to that. shot. Do we know what his name was? What was uh, his name? I can look it up. That'd be great. Okay, uh, I want to talk about how furious I was at Luke. Oh and man, I'm so angry. More than angry, I just Not, felt I, hurt, disappointed I, for me. Yeah, I was oh, like, oh was my god, pissed. I was. I, this was because this is a game. Like I just spent a whole. Sh- I think we need to jump back. How did you handle the cabin? He he was 
For me, oh, he I was about to... ready to kill himself, and I like spent a whole bunch of time talking him off the ledge. Like, oh, yeah, which, I which agree. That's I'm sorry. That, the, the, the shad, the shad, the shad, oh, shad, yeah, yeah. shad or that's whatever. true. Yeah, yeah, as well. I talked him out of it. Too. I spent a whole bunch of time like trying to get on the same level with this guy, trying to, you know, hey, things are not that bad. You're not that much of a doofus. You know, you can hang in there. You know, I had this whole big old long conversation yeah. with the guy, and then for him to like screw up that badly right after that i was like i know you didn't do this on purpose but you're so fucking dumb it was like uh i guess i didn't feel like that talking him off the ledge built a lot of investment in him to me i think because i'm an asshole i'm not sure i got the name like it's what what is it matthew yeah i did it, as soon as he shot matthew i was like man i regret uh, yeah i just i was just yeah. pissed off because i knew that any, you know, it, it's, and I guess it's kind of, that's a cop-out, like, way that they do now with these apocalyptic things. But I always know that, like, if whenever somebody gets killed, that they shouldn't die. Like, you know, in this case, he he died because, you know, Nick was all, cra- you know, crazed after being the surviving, and he's out of his mind, and then he shoots him. So this guy really should not have died. He didn't deserve to die. That it always comes back to bite you in the ass, you know. So I'm like... Is there a way? Do you think there's a way to let Nick Luke could have die? died there? No, no, we can't. He couldn't have died in the cabin or in the. Uh, oh, in the shed. Shed. I don't think so because it, it comes back to play on the bridge. So I don't think. He what could. if the other guy just joined you? I, I, the you know, walkthrough doesn't mention it. Either. I think. Uh, I don't think he can. I I doubt it because it seemed like it was such a big part of how action played out. Been, in episode two. It probably would have been if okay, you didn't talk. Sure. Which I I did this. Well, That's like, just an assumption. Talk Nick down from doing it in the shed, but I think if you if you don't, I think he'll you know like the other people will probably come because they all remember they do look for him. When they you like save him or something. Yeah. So they'll probably come and find him and he'll still be crazy. But like you know, in, in uh, retrospect, I'm not as upset about that death, and I was thinking about why the death of Matthew, and I was thinking about why, and I realized that I felt by the end of that episode, looking back. I felt that the way they handled uh, his peer, possibly partner, his grief over the whole issue when you did choose to tell him was just so well done and such an intense moment that I think that that so, sort of eclipsed the tragedy of his actual death. We didn't talk about this on the, on the episode yet. So you felt, and I feel like I'm normally pretty good at catching these things, yeah. but you felt like the two guys were What's his name? romantic. Matthew and Walter? Yeah. You felt like those two guys were romantically engaged, or, or I did. I felt that they were uh, more affectionate than male characters are usually portrayed, and that led me to assume that there was some sort of relationship between the two of them. But I, I do think if any game would, I just perhaps that jumping from that portrayal so, to uh, there, there's something about the way he's like a teacher. That I felt like he would like mother hen anybody who came along. So you felt that he was being presented as sort of a feat and a what? A feat, like effeminate. So take. Carver. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. take Carver, right? Yeah. Assume Carver's not an evil motherfucker and is actually a really cool guy who's bringing together a community and like he's bringing all these people together and like helping them use their talents to bring everything together, right? Yeah. That's how I felt about Walter. And so he would, like, see the best in anybody who came along. Like, Bonnie, he was like, hey, you know, here's some food because, you know, we've got extras here. Take whatever, right? That makes you know, sense. But do you think he, he like, would his whole personality be moved was... to consider killing people if they 
if any of those people around him that he mother hand were lost. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, but I, but even still, I got that hint long before that, so it's, the rationale. I, I could see, you know, I, I don't... And I guess it, I don't think, at least personally for me, that they, they, they made it clear either way whether, no, it, was, no, they it, definitely where, whether no. it was romantic between them or not. I mean, I, I could see, I could, you know, like, I could see going either way. Like, I could, you know, I, you know, if it was meant that they really were to be romantic, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think, like, it, um, I don't think it changed the story either way. I felt like I, I was personally responsible for the death of this man's love. But see, you like, were I, I was just it was, like, but it was Nick, so that's on. I mean, yeah, but I well, brought the guy that was irresponsible. That I, but I basically re- mishandled Nick to the point where he got to the. But are you? To res- be- but are you? You know, and you're supposed to be. What is Commenton at this okay, uh, well, age? Like a nine-year-old girl or age ten? Okay, or, how I mean, old is she supposed to be? She feels way older than. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's the beginning of the game. She was supposed to be like the, around that age. Now she's right, but like I mean, emotionally, I'm not controlling like an eight-year-old girl. Like emotionally, I'm controlling like a fully fleshed out like. 30-year-old intelligent protagonist or whatever. But even still, okay, you know, let's say even you're... Let's say you're there's some stuff in episode three that we'll talk about later, which I feel the same way about. Yeah, well, exactly. But let's even say that. Let's even say that, okay, you're not... Like, I understand you know, the logic, man. This is just emotionally. I was like, fuck, like, like what we said. But like, what I'm we saying is you're not Nick really down. responsible for... Like, I feel like we're responsible else, for his survival. Like, he was everybody else's... He was the friend of everybody in that cabin. But nobody else broke down emotionally like Walt did. Walter? Nobody else no, no. broke down emotionally like Walter did. Yeah, but, but who else was in the cabin? It was Kenny, Sarita. They, they had come in later. You know, they weren't there originally. It was Those two guys were there originally, so they didn't know him as long. I, I mean, maybe it I could be that they were together, that they were romantic, and then Kenny and Sarita showed up, and that, that, then it was the four of them. You know, but I, I agree. I can see it either way. I think I can see it either way. I, I don't think it, that. Uh, it do I mean, I don't think it, again. I don't think it really um, changes necessarily the story either. You will seen Shawshank. I have not. You should. It's yes, one of the Excellent highest movie. rated. Yes, um, I'm, I'm aware. I like that movie because it that shows. <laughs> Zing. Damn. Spoilers for Shawshank for the next minute. After we said we will not spoil anything else besides this game at the beginning of the That movie shows a very strong male-to-male loving relationship that is not a physical relationship. Yes. There's a lot of things like that. about intelligent to me. I mean, that. No, there's, a, there's a lot of things like that where people come together, in, in which is what this is. In extreme circumstances, and they 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 you know have bonds that you know like they form. You know, sometimes they are in a physical romantic way, but other times they're just like like I think on on the TV show like Rick and um, Morty, um, Norman Reedus's character, who's Daryl. I think they're like they have that same kind of relationship Unrelated. too. They're kind of like almost brothers. And I think actually Rick at times says it like that, like you are my brother, right? I'm and not, it's kind of I'm like not that. here to say that any portrayal of male characters that are close is homosexual. No, no, I'm not saying you are either. I'm just saying that uh, I definitely yeah. can see that. It, you know, even if it if it is romantic or isn't, you know, they definitely have a they definitely have a strong bond. That's for yeah, sure. absolutely. I just think it was interesting. I never questioned how distraught he was about him dying. Oh yeah, and I don't know why it. You know, I was so worried about what was going to happen when he found out. I was just like, you know, like, I kept, like, I wanted to tell him because I'm like, it's wrong to hide it. 
and you know, like, and I, I kept like they oh, kept. Yeah. I did everything kept, in my power. I Luke and everybody was kept, kept yeah. asking me like, "Oh, don't say anything. You can climb. Don't say anything." I'm like, "We gotta say." It. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah, like I'm like We're I gotta telling tell him. him now. But at the same time, I'm like, "All hell, you everything could be is going to hurt." Yeah, I tried to tell him right before we met Bonnie. Yeah, me too. I tried to tell him all the time, and then eventually you do tell him. But... Okay, we're back um, with uh, Walking Dead episode two of season two, and uh, we will turn it back over to our illustrious host, Nate. Ooh, that's me. Illustrious. So we yes. were talking Big about words. the possible intimacy between Walter and Matthew. Matthew, yes. Did we have any more thoughts about that, or do we want to kind of jump on to the next topic? We can move on for now if we want. We can come back to it if we, if yeah. we you know, if you want. So you want to bring us to our next, to- yeah, next what's, topic on what's the What's the next thing I was thinking about here? I'd like to talk about kind of when we're reconvening at the cabin and we're hanging out with Sarah. First of all, the choices we had to make pertaining to Sarah are very interesting. What do you guys think Sarah's deal is? She's just... Sheltered. Yes. She's just the doctor who's her father of the group. You know, it's and it's the same. They must have, they must have taken this from the comic because the TV show is the same thing. They have they had where Herschel in the TV show tries to keep his kids like sheltered from this notion of what's really going on in the world and how yeah. this whole this whole world has gone to shit. Which I think and trying to hide it and trying to kind of make it like oh everything's normal and don't pay attention to all these crazy zombies wa- you know working around well, trying to kill you. Just everything's hunky dory and. You know, uh, it raises some questions great. about how you raise kids. You know, you have yeah. on the one hand, you have Clementine, who's like an eight-year-old, thirty-year-old, yeah, forced to confront all these things, and on and the other no hand, you have Sarah, well, besides Lee, who's sheltered and unable to cope in any real way with yeah. any of the realities of the. It's of a good world. contradiction. You know, you have the you have the main character, yeah, who's been exposed to everything, and she's just Sarah is kind of like. Oh, you know, not going to show her anything. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. Nothing's going on. And do you, you know. feel like Sarah is just the way to demonstrate the foil. that the foil for? I I didn't Clementine. think it was, but I, but I now that I thought about it, it it's a good know. contradiction. I don't know if they necessarily. I don't think they necessarily. At least I didn't when I was playing the game. Think they necessarily did it on purpose. Yeah, it didn't come off as like a shallow, just I, simply a foil. But in I retrospect, it's hard not to. Like there's something up with her. Like she's autistic. She. I didn't really get an autistic. Though. She, she seems fine. It wasn't like like she was doing anything that seemed dark. Autistic, or maybe she had like she a does best. Seem she had like a twin brother that just died, or it Whoa. seems like there's Whoa. something that. That's interesting. I so you think... don't think that that something could be explained by her just complete lack of social conditioning? That's what I think. Appear, yeah. Like... That's yeah. That's how I kind of just go. That she's just sheltered and she's just not used to Do doing you feel things like hard. She... Okay, and, so and like being... I, I want to know specifically what Wait, you're feeling. The relationship between her and her father is just kind, of, or and the way that father keeps her away from the world is just. There's something weird about it. Like, so you think you it's more like that he's not just trying to be overprotective. He he's trying to do it because she can't handle it. Do you feel like if they weren't in the apocalypse, he would basically have the same relationship with yes. his daughter? Yes, actually, I do think that. Um, That's a great question. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't think he. You know, obviously, he wouldn't be trying to. Well, I mean, he still would be trying to shelter from some of the, the normal life. bad things that go on in the world. Oh, but, boys are so scary. You don't want to go out in the world. Yeah, but he does I, but, seem like that kind of guy. Think, it seems like there's something going on in his backstory. Like, I don't think he's... Even more try- than that. I think it's just that he's just trying to... I mean, it, it gets explored in both the game, the show, and I believe the, the, the graphic novel, you know, comic as well, that, you know, there's some things we're trying to make some semblance of life. Otherwise, it's just like, what are we surviving for? If we're just going to... 
Well, I mean, you know, I like think... you know, like the whole point of surviving is so you can have some kind of structure. At least most well, people... all these people that are alive, that are parents here, were alive before any of this happened, right? So yeah, they know. So I think there's a strong psychological psychological connection to how they were raised, and the idea that bringing children up should be in a certain type of world. Yeah, and but plus you just don't want them. That exp- being the only said, thing that they know is is it you know like like does... honestly, the only thing she really knows is this crazy world, and she never got to really experience. It does unquote, normal feel like there's more of a psychological motivation behind the father sheltering of her, though. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like that's just a. It doesn't seem like that's a rational response to that world, purely in of itself. Well, I don't think. You know, they, uh, what we find out, which I guess is kind of a, a little spoilish for episode three, though we're going to get to it, is that you know that they were originally a part of Carver's group before they ran away, um, and maybe he started sheltering her after you yeah, know that's being a response with Carver, to Carver because. Oh. You know, like with what happened with there, maybe he's trying to like. But it seems like more protect her from what oh. happened. You know, I don't know. We don't really get too much of a backstory, so I don't know when oh. he started to protect her. It's a little bit episode three ish, but let's go with Carver's proclivity for little girls. Yeah, that could be a thing too. I don't know. There, it, it really feels like there's something. It does feel like there's some trauma there. I don't know what her deal is. Is what I how I started this. It feels like there's something that's just not. That's very interesting, and I, I don't see that as being unreasonable. My question is how that affected your gameplay. Did that make you feel more protective of her or more dismissive of her? More protective of her father, more irritated with her father? I, I got irritated, but, but I still was really good friends with her, and I treated her really nice. Yeah. Like, I, I always did the protective things, even, um, again, kind of spoilish for Did you choose three. to kind of, like, betray her in the kitchen there? No. See, I did everything for her. Even in episode okay. three, there's the point where, where Carver, like, where she fucks up. You, you, you get the work task, and she fucks oh, it up. Yeah. I took the blame for her. You know, I, I you know, so I was very friendly, very protective. But at the same time, I was kind of, because, same thing with the show. Like, I understand that you want to keep some semblance of normalcy and you want to bring, you know, you don't want them to just be, this is all they know and you want to give them some kind of life because otherwise what's the fucking point if they're just going to be, if, if all your daily things are basically just try to kill zombies or get killed and scrounge around for food, it gets pretty shitty life so you want to have at least some life. You know what it But at the same time, that's the world you're in so you have to be prepared for it and I feel that if you don't, prepare them if you don't teach them like which is what the end of season one was where lee finally realized it and started like saying like hey clem we have to cut your hair we have to teach you how to shoot because look at some point you're gonna yeah i'm not gonna be around you're gonna need to do this your own agreed man and if you don't know this stuff you're gonna be fucked i never wanted to throw her under the bus but i didn't feel any strong connection to her the whole time i hear you but how about for episode two or episode one did you you know how did you treat did you were you very were you on her side friendly, or did you well, she, kind of like... She sit? wasn't around in season one at all. No, no, episode yeah. one. Episode okay. one, episode two. Just yeah. curious. But, you know, you have, you have choices, She's... like, a lot of times where you can tell her, like, you can basically, like, tough love her and say, like, grow up, or, or you could be like, oh, that's okay, you know. Almost everybody else in the game, like, I kind of have a feeling, okay, I want this person to be my friend, I don't like this person, you know. She's the only person where I'm like, I don't know which way. I'm not trying to guide her interactions in any way. I'm just kind of like, whatever happens to her is what's going to happen. Kind of ambivalent about her, and she's one of the only people that I'm really ambivalent about. Interesting. That is interesting, because actually, like, see, I know that's how you would be in real life, but in the game, like, I know that there's going to be characters, they're just going to kill off. 
no matter what you do, characters are going to die that you don't have control. Which in real life you actually probably would have a little bit more control. But they just they're going to kill characters. It's a game. It's a story. People, you know, like otherwise it'd be boring if everybody just sits there and survives. So people are going to die, and you're not going to have like control. Like even if you well, really this... like this guy and want this person yeah. to to go on, they're going to die. So like, this like I find myself not saying like. You know, when I play these things, I find myself not saying, like, oh, do I really want this person to... Like, would this person really be awesome if they were around with me? Because I know that eventually, at the end, it's not going to make my... You know, the only decision I'm going to have is occasionally at the end of episodes, they give you a choice of pick one person. But usually, when you whichever one you pick... This brings us back it to a lot of really the things we talked anyways. about in Season 1. I th- or, sorry, Episode 1, I think. Was kind of talking about the weight of choices... How if you play enough of this, you kind of realize the choices matter, but they don't matter maybe as much as you think they do. That really kind of affects how you... Yeah, I really feel like the whole time it's how... What kind of relations do I want to have in this moment, right? Do I want her to be my friend as we're going along? Do I want her to be... Do I want her to... Do I want to just be mean to her and tell her to grow up, right? It's how do I want that relationship between the two of us to play out? Whether or not she survives the end of this episode is really kind of here or there, but well, that, that, yeah. I, that I agree with. See, that I find more of a good question is that like it, that's more true to the game, which is how do you want the relation, how do you want the interaction to play out? But what I was saying before is because the way you were saying it is like, do I want her to continue in my party? But see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you have that control, but I do agree with that that you you can choose so these I, interactions how you how you how the game plays out your relationship with her so i guess it's kind of more of like a do you want her to be your best friend do you want to like mother hen her do you want her to tell her to grow up do you want to go against her father and just tell her everything straight out in the open i think you're into the same problem i went into in real life which is i was treating her really well and then i get myself in a situation what does really well mean like i was choosing all the choices to stand by her and then i get myself in a place where all of a sudden i'm like her really close friend and like oh i don't really care about this person that much why do i do this stand by her mean teach her to fish or to stand by her mean give her the fish okay that question was like pretty deep um the yeah the point in episode two where he's like oh just stay by my daughter don't tell her anything we're gonna be back right yeah do you tell her because you know she probably needs to know or do you i think i did not tell her as i recall i'm i think i did tell her that's just because i I didn't tell her what i am what does she actually? Does Clementine actually get to tell her anything about you know what the parents are off doing? Yeah, you can tell her. I I think if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure you can just tell her. Yeah, they're out looking for uh, Pete, who's dead. Do you feel okay? So, so basically, that's exactly what the father told you not to do. Yeah, I know. But so, do me, you feel like you were closer to the daughter than the father, or were you not concerned with the father at that point? You didn't think it was going to come back to you. I think it's one of those things where I think as a person, personally, I really value people knowing things, and I think that I have a problem in my life where I gravitate towards oversharing of information, as I'm sure y'all know. But if a person asks you to keep a secret, that's not important to you? I'm not very good at secrets, no. Hmm, interesting. This is not really a similar... I mean, I feel like this is a little different, but it does come down to the same sort of thing, It's a very interesting... It's a very real... I think a lot Problem, of times people that... Uh, you know, like, there are things, like, we have in, in life where people tell you, like, oh, um, you know, I I have X, or I did X, but, you know, I really don't want I think a lot the rest of, times, of my family or the rest of my friends to know, can you keep a secret? And and it's that question, is 
you know, like, should they know or should they, you know, or is it, you know, is it okay, you know, is it right to, you know, respect the person's wish that they don't? Right. I think a lot of times it depends on your respect for the person who's asking. In this case, it's not really a secret. The secrets thing is a little different. In this case, it's how much you respect the reasons that he doesn't want you to tell her this. And in this case... And part of that is I have no clue what that is. Right. Uh, For me, it's I got an emotional vibe from him that he was just controlling and he doesn't want her to find out and I don't care about that. I think it's more important for her to know. And I think by Clementine being there, likely for only a short window of time, she can actually share something that might... But let me ask you a question. So that's an interesting line that you just said. So you said, you know, you feel that it's important for her to know. But is what you told her... Okay, so you you told her, let's just just go with the fact that we're just... Just say that's exactly what you did. You told her, okay, they're out looking for Nick and Pete, right? So do you think that by telling her that bit of information... No. Which doesn't tell her everything. It just tells her, did that really make her stronger or did that improve her situation? But I think I got emotionally wrapped up in the idea that here's a father who doesn't believe in... Or a person who doesn't believe in in another person's capability to know as much as I feel like they should know. And I got was I became invested in that situation, and it suddenly became about a little bit more than just that specific nugget of knowledge. It so was, it was more now that it's a you bigger picture. were. I want the daughter to be more well, aware of what's going on in the yeah, world. I, I was agree, it more that you wanted the daughter to know, or that you didn't want the pissed, father to keep it from? Her? Yeah, we're pissed at the father that he wasn't telling, and you just were like, "Fuck it, he shouldn't be keeping the secret." It's I'm probably gonna the latter. Because what, what I'm getting at is that you're How not do you really feel telling about your her everything. Not well. We've already talked about this. This is more of a relationship with people thing, though. I think a lot of times people fall back to this idea that they know what's best for other people. And if they keep things from them, they can maintain their image, their control of the situation, and other things like that. And I think that those ideas are oftentimes pretty flawed. Obviously, these are huge things to be drawing generalizations about, but... Well, because I'm... I'm yeah. In general, I'm very non-secretive. I'm, I believe in being completely open. And I have a really tough time managing other people who don't feel that way. But the game doesn't give you the option to be completely open. That's my thing. So right. like, you're only telling her bits and pieces. So is that is that really beneficial? Because she really still doesn't know the Probably whole not, thing. No. Like, and maybe if this was real life, you you know, like if you were Clementine and this was real life, you'd probably just blurt out every single bit of information, and she would know everything instantly because you would tell her. But like in the game. What you're saying is that, like, okay, you're telling her, like, they went to find Nick and Pete, but you're not really also telling her that right, but Nick has gone crazy and, you know, uh, Pete got eaten by zombies and this whole, you know, and all the, everything's well, I mean, about I it. think my logic does break down. I don't think I would tell her No, anything. it's nothing about saying, like, like your I mean, logic, but it, it's the way the game kind of restricts it, but that's what I'm saying. Right, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, are you really going against, still going, even though when you're telling, are you really still going against his wishes? Because really, I think, you're not I telling I feel like everything. that's the choice that they tried to lead in that dialogue like they obviously tried to they could respect him or respect her i think right that, that was how i took it that i felt like that was the decision you were making yeah. in that dialogue choice but if you think about it more than i mean definitely the level we're thinking about it now i don't really think that's actually what the choice came down to because i think if you really did respect her there's some argument to be made for the fact that maybe you wouldn't tell her at all you know, I don't think that my perspective of I respect her, so I'm going to tell her this. I don't. I don't. I think basically what you're arguing is that might not even be valid. Yeah, like that I mean, might be it, a, it's an interesting. That situation. goes back to me, like, what's her deal, right? If she's yeah, if her thing is that anytime she's confronted with violence, she freaks the fuck out. Then well, confronting what, her with violence well, is not something I want to do, well, right? Here's a, like, yeah, here's a question along those lines, which I was thinking too. Well, go ahead. I'll ask this to you. So, do you think? 
like they don't really ex explain. They don't really give you. I mean, you know, like a reason why this is why why she's why he's the the father of the doctor is protecting her that way. But do you do you think personally, just from, just a guess from your what you said, so do you think it's that she can't handle the situation if if she knew it, or do you think it's more no. that she could handle it? It's just that he doesn't want her to know for whatever yeah. reason. I I I really don't know what her deal is. Well, give a guess. So, what, what way would you lean if you had to pick one? There's no wrong or right answer. It's just what what do you feel is more like? Do Do you think if she knew the information, she could handle? The thing is, she's been treated like that. She's obviously been treated like that for a long time, right? Well, I, I mean, think the shock she? of it is going to be. Do we really uh, know how long she's been treated like that? I mean, we don't know. It when feels they... to me like she's been treated like that for her entire life, like even before the outbreak. Okay, that's what it feels like to me. Like, no, yeah, like we even talked get. about like, how. Yeah, like, how do you... I don't think I if she was like... raised you, normally and then things changed. But you think that changed. before before the whole outbreak that she was still treated that? Way. Yeah, because I, don't I feel think... like if the yeah. outbreak didn't happen, her father would still be doing the exact same shit he's See, doing. See, I feel the opposite. I feel that it's it's very the Herschel thing where it's just that. He's doing it because he doesn't want them to know what's what. So it's really his yeah, own think, denial. Do you think? Yeah, right. No, but I think that that kind of attitude applies denial? just as well in the normal he's, world. He's not denying it himself. He's not sitting there telling everybody else that this isn't happening. Like, well, Herschel, Herschel definitely was, but not the doctor in the game. That he he knows exactly what's going on. He's just. I I think he's just trying to play the. You know, here's my kid. She's young. She's innocent. I really don't want her. To her, her whole, the only life she knows, which, and, and honestly, chances are, she, whether she's a survivalist or not, chances are, even the best people, you're going to die. So, I, you know, like, I don't want her last dying, her last moments just to know bad and, and worse. Like, I'd rather just have her maybe, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying I would do it, I'm just saying I think that's what his thing is, just like, I'd rather have her just kind of, you know, ignorance is bliss. Just still, you know, like before at, her, before the inevitable, you after, know, munching that she at least just still pictures the world as this nice, you know. After having played through and felt like I lived through Lee's realization that Clementine needed to grow the hell up. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. After, I mean, after that whole scene, I don't feel like... I could ever go back to, oh, maybe she just stay ignorant about it. No, I agree. And I, I, that's why the whole time I was very much, I mean, I didn't tell her when I was against the doctor. Because exactly that. Like, I think that, like, you're not going to survive unless you, you come to the terms of what it is and what you need to do. And, and sometimes what you need to do is not pretty, not to spoil The Last of Us. It, it's very much the same in that one, too. There's things that happen in that game and things that happen before the game where they mention, like, what the main character uh, has gone through and what he's done that you're like, what the fuck? You, you know, if you did that in real life, now you'd be in jail but it's like you needed to do that to survive if you didn't know the situation and you didn't know what you were really facing and you didn't have the, the wherewithal to do these things then you're not gonna live the show does the same if thing you... like rick kills people like we always laugh at the, the machete oh, yeah. thing. who the fuck would do that in real life but like that's the thing like you know this guy's a shady guy you know what it's kill kill or be killed you know but like if you don't know what's going on if you're ignorant if you're if you're naive then you're just thinking oh okay well he's a a guy, he's a nice guy, you know, he'll just go away and walk away and leave us be and, you know. If you see somebody raising their kids wrong, what do you do about it? We're 
sitting in this comfortable position where we could be like, ah, whatever, that kid's going to grow up however the fuck, we don't have to deal with it. They kind of, like, force it more on you. Like, yeah. what if your wife wants you to raise your kid in a way that you think is wrong? That's the kind of situation that they're forcing you into, right? Well, that's that's a good point, actually. I mean, you are... You like, are, at this point, are... I disagree with how that father, but it's his kid, but so it... do I feel like it's his kid, so he should get to make that choice, or do I feel like... He's making the wrong choice, so I should fix him. Ugh. Well, I actually was thinking the way you were saying it, that you were meaning another thing, which I think is a good point, is that does the world dictate now how you should, how people should be raised or, or brought up? Okay, that's like, a great point. You know, like you in know, this day and age, those choices are pretty. You well, could yeah. argue good things either way. But yeah, in but, this world, when the parents are pretty likely to die, and you're like, and the kids likely to die. So, like, yeah. you know, well, like, yeah. you know, does the world dictate that? You know what? You don't have the luxury. Like, okay, in in the current reality world, like, a great people, you know, parents hide things from kids. Like, say, parents that are dying, like, they might hide from the kid that, like, oh, I'm dying because they don't want the kids' last moments to know that, like, especially if they're really young or something. That, like, oh, you know, my parent is dying and suffering, and so they may just kind of try to, you know, hide things. In this world, it's like. Hiding things comes back to hurt you, you know. Like so you almost every time. Yeah. yeah. So do you do you have the luxury of of doing that, or does the world that you now live in dictate to you how to raise people, and you know whether they're kids or adults? There's so much of these characters being completely isolated from the rest of the world. All we know about is the southeast of the United States. I don't think Georgia. That's it. Uh, no, we get out of Florida, Florida right? Aren't they trying to go way up north? Like, they're trying to, but they haven't made it right there. Michigan, right? Right. So, that, no. That's what they were talking about doing. But then uh, Carver actually at one point says, you think it's, you know, you you think that you can go up north? That's as fucked up as it is down here. The show, the, the comic, and the, the game all take place in Georgia. How do we know there are not pockets of civilization left, right? We don't, which is why they thought, oh, okay, like, if you go up north... It's supposedly supposed to slow the, you know, because it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to slow the growth. But Carver was saying, "Oh, fuck that! It's as bad up there." But you don't well, really I mean, know. They, they might walk to somewhere safe, right? But for all we know, like the entire continent of Australia is the same as it was pre. So still D-day, deadly, right? And infectious. Well, the thing so is, completely horrible. The thing is, like, which, which <laughs> um, doesn't happen in but The Last of Us, but maybe I, I, the infection never got ta- to one of the Hawaiian islands. Yeah, I don't know if right? they ever they, tell you in, in the comic, but in the show, in the game, you. Really, you don't know how this started, whether it's some kind of disease, whether it was some kind of infection, whether it was just genetic, whether it was biological, chemical, whatever. The big reveal or just from... Histori- the Last of Us, we do. That probably everywhere would be infected. Not to spoil why that happened, but um, that could spread. But yeah, I mean, it could be something like maybe biological, you know, like maybe it was... And maybe just hasn't reached islands. That's possible. So, slight spoiler for the show... Um, because I don't think it has ever been revealed in the game. Um, but at the end of the first season, the big end of season reveal is that everybody in the world is infected, right? Um, I don't actually, know if that's ever shown up in the game. No, the game they don't. They never mention what happened. They just that it, whatever it is, it happened. And also in the show, the end of season four well, I mean, and now in season ever... five, there's there's a guy who knows how it happened, and oh, he's, he joins the part. You know, he's part of like their their group. There's some military guys with them, they join the main Rick's group. So I guess the only point, the only time that I think... There may be pockets of areas, like maybe up north maybe up north in like Canada, like in the Arctic, where there's very few people. Maybe well, there just I mean, isn't, uh, there isn't an outbreak up there. 
there are people who are living normal lives in The Last of Us, and I feel like that could be normal-ish. And like even even people who are like, there's nobody really living. Like, even... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get back to the point here. How is all this relevant? I feel like it's possible, still possible in the Walking Dead world to live a normal Have life. Have we seen? I think the show. I think the sorry, the game is going to some efforts to show us more and more of these people that are trying to live that way. And it seems to be as soon as we examine those things, as soon as we but lift how, the cover of that, we see immediately like fucked up five, all But how can you live a normal cities, right? life? It's not. I think what the game is trying to show us is that you can try, but it's not. I mean, happen. you can live. Maybe you have times where you're not under attack, and you you know. But like, a lot of what you're used to doesn't exist anymore. Like electricity really doesn't exist because there's nobody to run the the plants. And even some points where you can run a plant, it's really tough and it breaks down all the time. And then, like, food. Okay, well, there's nobody really to restock a supermarket. You can't just go out and pick up groceries. Even if you're just living and you're not getting attacked, you're not really still living a, a quote-unquote normal you, life. Have you read World War Z? I have not. You, you should. That's a very interesting I don't opposite know. I take like the, on I the zombie universe. I didn't like the... I put it in my Netflix queue, but... Like, oh, I didn't not like, the movie. Not uh, the, the movie, movie, I was like, eh, I don't know. I didn't like the way they were making it, like, the fast zombie... Like, I don't know. I, not, I, the movie, not the movie, but the man. book. The, the book totally is different. completely different. It's a quintessential example of a book that's different than the movie. There, Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't like the way, like, I'm like... Like, the movie the could take place in the book. That is the only example I can think of of a post-zombie infection world where the zombie infection happened, but human race was still able to live through it. Yeah, I mean, the show, at least in season five, they kind of mentioned, like, they kind of preview that, like, okay, this guy knows it, so we're going to bring him to Washington and everybody's going to be cured. But, like, yeah, I mean, it seems like they just keep going through shit. So, like, yeah, maybe there is no way that it's ever going to get solved. But, yeah, I mean, I think either way, even if there is some way of it getting solved, I think the rapid... You know, I mean, I think you. it's still, at this point, things are bad. At least, you know, I'm not saying, okay, if you really want to be, you know, hide some things from, like, your kids, okay, maybe you don't have to give them the gruesome details, but you have to at least give <laughs> yeah. them, you have to at least give them, well, they never refer to them as zombies, but they call them walkers, that, you know, are out there, they're dangerous, don't go by them, if you see strangers, don't go by them either, like, On give them at note, least some basics, not... Do you think zombies trademarked or copyrighted? I no. it's a... It's, it's gotta be a John Romero or a Romero thing. Right? Yeah, he had some reason. He 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 mentioned that okay. he. It's not like a weird thing that he like. I think we might have talked about this before, but it's interesting that every zombie media except Shaun of the Dead happens in a world where John Romero's Night of the Living Dead didn't exist. Yeah, that right? is interesting. Every single zombie movie exists in a world where zombies aren't a thing. Yeah, <laughs> like Shaun of the Dead. Can I quick fire a couple of my notes here from yes, please do. Uh, episode two? At the first, I didn't like Clementine's voice. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. She got better toward the end. I think voice was... I, I have no yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah. I think when it first started, I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, it's different because she's and supposed to be older, up. like the first episode, but that's fine. I got used to it. It's fine. Um, in the beginning of episode two, I couldn't tell the difference between Nick and Pete. They were just two generic white guys. That yeah, I had that problem. It was forced on you at the end of the episode I called them white guy one, one they, and white they, guy two. They always need they you know they need they need somebody to you know give you the choice. You got to save one, not the other. They just generically picked two people that you had no real connection with, and they said choose one. And it just felt forced on you. And honestly, I could care less. 
Now, you know, you know. Originally, I was like, "Oh, well, the other guy got Pete, Pete got bit, so save." Hey, playing episode two and three, I could have cared less that I like I, in the in episode one we had like a super serious conversation at the table, and I couldn't even remember who it was or why I cared. Like, oh, I like that. That was Nick, I think. Was it Nick or was it Pete? Was Nick. Pete. Nick. Yeah, I think it was Nick. Yeah, because he apologizes to you for cool. what happened, and that's when you're walking with them to the river. You know, Pete's like, "Oh, you know." You know, Clementine, you don't like him either, the way he... And then, like, he's like, oh, I apologize to her. And then you can say, like, either, yes, he apologized. Yeah, you or, can stand up for that or not. Yeah, or not. And I remember standing up and saying, yeah, he apologized. But that's about it. Like, I like the way the first episode of season one worked. I thought the characters you um, you chose, they did the same thing in season one, episode one. But I thought you had more connection with them. You spent more time getting to know them. I thought this one, besides that little Nick thing at the table, was kind of just forced on you and... Um, so one of my next things was uh, kind of a plot hole. I don't know why we split the team when we went on the bridge. Great question. I think uh, it was to keep the Nick the fuck away. I yeah. thought it was more just that basically they wanted a you scouting we... party to see what was going on because they didn't want everybody to move forward in case it was... Because you didn't know the... Ca- they saw the cabin and they weren't sure what was... The, the, the small cabin, not the big one. They were going towards the big one, but they saw the small one and they weren't sure who was there, so they wanted... Um, Did that seem like a reasonable excuse to split up the party at that point to you? Theoretically, to watch the back, it seems smart. Wasn't somebody also injured? Was I wrong? Was somebody like injured or something that they were trying to... Oh, wasn't the woman woman was pregnant? pregnant. Uh, She was pregnant, yes, and they didn't want her to go over. In case case something happened, they they thought that getting her back, like having to run, would be a problem with her. But like meeting up at the end of the bridge seems like far more... But if you're on the bridge... You're, you're forced... Either. Remember you were going out if to check the... the and, there was someone over there, right? Forward and you some, saw someone? Yeah, there is. The guy, Matthew, who you ended up... Yeah. But, but didn't it, you but see him like when you scoped out the situation? No, you didn't see him so. until you got okay. on the bridge. He actually came on. But, but like, if it was a problem... They stayed way Then you only have one way to go. So you, you can't really run because you only have one direction to go. So if you if you get trapped on the bridge, you're fucked with her being pregnant. So I think the whole theory was that only well, you guys are going to go ahead to split the group. I can see, like, so that crossing case... the bridge and then covering the other side and making sure the other side was good before the rest of the people went on the bridge. Well, that's what they did. But, but they stopped, like, well back from the bridge. They weren't that far. They were just up the hill a little bit. It wasn't that okay. It wasn't like they were, like, miles back. It is still weird, though. But, I mean, it, I'm not going to yeah, say that it doesn't hole. make sense. Yeah, it's a plot hole. I mean, they obviously did it just so that you could have a scene there with Clementine. But it's not the worst I've ever seen in terms of... After having recently... Um, experienced another zombie game in a lodge <laughs> this zombie game in a lodge was kind of unsettling does it does it didn't does have to game, do with this game does but that, that game other game rhyme with uh, the mast of must <laughs> <laughs> yes after having experienced that lodge scene this lodge scene even the times where i was supposed to be comfortable were still unsettling to me Oh, what are you saying? So there's like, just a little lingering creepiness there. Yeah, you're saying the other, like, the like other someone, game was much more. I feel like someone might be hungry. Cooking a meal seems tasteless. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My quick little note here says "War on Christmas." The part. Oh uh, yeah. Did you pick the star or the angel? Fucking the angel, brother. Like a like a American. Uh, I picked the star. What you did? <laughs> it was so happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I like that. I didn't really. I do you think, remember what you picked? I think. Do you I think that was angel. a? Do you, what, do, what do we think of think inclusion? That, in, sorry, including that choice. 
think it was war on holiday or war on christmas yeah i think it was war on christmas i think it was just you know like okay it's another stupid choice to do like because i've seen i've seen people have christmas trees with stars and i've seen people have christmas trees with angels so i was like it doesn't really matter. Just pick one. What the fuck cares? You, you, you think, think it was, it was one of those moments where they just deal? put it in I thought it, it was more. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was just they put it in there no, for putting like, it in their safe. But then like, hey, look, not every choice. You're choosing to kill one person or the other. I I thought it was more of a... I thought it was more funny that it was like the War of Chris, war on Christmas made it into the game rather than so the never, actual choice being important. I never even thought it was like a War on Christmas. <laughs> What's this War on Christmas business you're talking Oh, it's the whole... Fox News. Anytime uh, you're oh, there's actually to tell. a thing about this. Well, there was there was a thing where like Walmart, Happy like, Holidays. A couple of years, yes, Walmart. A couple of years ago used to say like the greeters would say like Happy Holidays, but then people were pissed that they weren't saying like you know Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. People give a there's shit. The world on Christ and Christmas and yeah, like, oh, just, I mean, whether you believe it, it, it in whatever, it, does it really matter what some Joe Schmo at Walmart says to you? Like, hey, I think the Walmart so readers are an important part of my day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you believe in something, okay, I want them to it. include if you don't everyone. Believe in it, don't believe in it, but who the fuck cares what the guy at Walmart tells you? <laughs> um, so the last one I had was in the part. Where the zombies come right after the wind-powered turbine turbine thing goes yes. crazy. Uh, there's another guy wearing the same starter jacket. <laughs> we talked about well, this in the that, first episode. Is that, that same is, damn is starter jacket is it, over, over Is it a running gag, man? It's a meme. Like, is it like, you know, like, there's like, there, there's like, um... Everybody's wearing the same damn well, starting jacket. Well, there's like there's like shows and like games where like you know like a same gnome will, will like you know randomly appear in the background and it's like a joke like if you can see like it. Psych the pineapple in every episode. Yeah, like so. Oh so God. is this like a running gag now with a jacket? Like you just trying <laughs> to spot know. it? Like you know, or is it just lazy programming? Wait a minute, just kind of reusing what running jacket? The starter jacket, the same one that what? the kids from what's episode... a starter jacket? Like uh, the, the, a Letterman jacket. Oh, like oh, oh that guy, get... the one that, that that weird, awkward dude from from the first season, season. one. Yeah, yes. got it. And that same jacket that's has been on guy. people that's... all over. Is it the same on letter? zombies all over the place. Well, I think it's just generic like Letterman jacket. You know, like I don't right. Know. Um, that's the that's actually the guy that Kenny tries to that goes he clever he jumps off the jocks. building to save that you think he, when he dies that's who he's trying to save. Oh, got is it. that guy? Is the, yeah, the weird, awkward guy. But, yeah, I mean, or is it, I don't know if it's just lazy programming and they're just reusing, you know, like, animation. Or it's a small studio, they got to reuse the assets they've got that's or right. something. Or, or is it just a running gag and it's like, you know, like... It's high school students or zombies. I think it's completely, I, I think this could be a segment. <laughs> Our anyway. high school students zombies. I honestly didn't notice that, but... <laughs> I keep phenomenal. seeing it over and over and over again. I'm like, this oh, This is like God. the three-ring binder of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I started on that. Yeah. Three-ring binder. Neener. Do you want to talk about the end of the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh... so at the end, there is uh, quite a fiasco when there is a large number of zombies that approach when the windmill gets stuck, which makes a lot of noise, apparently. Or, sorry, when the windmill gets the opposite We think that it was sabotaged, stuck. right? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't I even think, think it was about that. Yeah, it was sabotaged by It had to be. Yeah. I mean, it just randomly stopped. Yeah. Right and, it, they and, up. like, it wasn't like you had to do anything hard to get it to start up. You just read the instructions. It's like, flip this switch, flip this switch. Yeah. It wasn't like it was broken and, and you had so to fix it or, you know. Then a zombie horde showed up. You looks like scene, it looks like the scene's getting pretty bad. And Carver chooses that exact moment to show up en masse with his troops. And he proceeds to sort of save your bacon and then. Herds most of you inside where he keeps you at gunpoint with a few of his minions. So I think that... Okay, go ahead. I think that at this point, 
Walter might shoot Nick. Didn't, no. Do, didn't for me. I don't think so, because he even said, like, oh, could have shot Nick if he was pissed at him. He even says, like, oh, I can't do it. Like, he's like, you know, I'm so pissed, I'm so pissed, but, you know, like, that's not who I am. Oh, yeah, that's right when the confrontation is occurring. Yeah, The confrontation sort of gets interrupted by the windmill, right? But, like, he even says, well, I mean. Or how does that situation end? Yes, it gets interrupted by the windmill, but at the point when all the zombies attack, there is a point where Nick saves Clementine, and then he turns around and a, a zombie attacks Nick, and so Nick is oh, yeah, he hand shoot, to hand, and then, Walter with, shoots and then Walter is standing there, and for me, shoots the zombie. I feel like he could have like not shot or shot Nick at that scene. He could have. He could have. I mean, he obviously had the shot to kill him if he wanted. But again, I, I, the way he was saying before, that, he could have like, easily been like, "Oh, my mistake. I didn't." I was but he even to said before zombie, that, like, right? "I'm not that." Guy, like yeah, you know, that's but I not felt who like I am. So you but if that it, conversation like didn't go everything well, everything I had Nick tell him, I told him, we were super completely out in the open. Hey, this was an accident. We didn't mean to happen. Anybody tried to hide it from him at all, that scene might have gone differently. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe I have a bigger problem with that with that scene in that there's three people. It's Carver and two people, right? That are in his group. There's three people, right? Overall, Bonnie well, and another guy. I feel there. like there's at least at least five of them. I thought there was only three of no, them. There's a lot. Like one of them dies, and well, there's yeah, still uh, at least. But I mean, it's survived. Yeah, Kenny that. kills like one or two of them. Even five of them still like. I just have a well, hard time feeling that they got too. overran that easily. Like they have guns. You know, you're like five people from your original group. There's Kenny, Sarita, I, I think Walter. That... You got at least three, you got like eight or nine people total. I With think that guns? Carver did it really well. And you, he, you get overrun that easily? I just thought that was kind of like, I don't know. No, no, like, I think this was... And they're and they're not like, most of them are veteran people. Like, you know, I, they've been in gunfires. It's not like they're all just newbie people with, uh, you know, like not used to gunfights. Like, I don't know, I just thought... No, I think this like, was part of Carver's plan. Him sicking the zombies on them. No, he was, saw that most of them were running out of ammo before he brought in his team. And then he brought them in with automatic weapons. Against a bunch of people without any ammo, right? It yeah, seems very just, calculated to me. It just seems like it was a little like. It is a little yeah, bologna, yeah. it's true. I don't but know, it just I, seems I like, we'll, I don't know, I don't, I mean, I would have thought they would have put up a better fight. <laughs> it just seems just like they were overrun time. like a little too easy. And planned, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Carver comes in. I really want to talk about the confrontation between you and Walter. But I guess to wrap up the basic events at the end of the episode, Carver comes in. Um, holds a lot of people at gunpoint. Kenny's so, still outside. Clementine goes inside, sneaks inside, because I think she was out Yeah. at the time of the arrival. Um, she sneaks inside, sneaks upstairs, sneaks outside. Well, so that's the last me. choice. That's your choice, She actually. can you choose can go outside, whether to go outside or stay. Or, or surrender, yes. Yeah, and what I ran outside. I went outside. I surrendered. Oh, I want to know, know how that yeah. happened. I... Wow. So I ran outside and because put, it was like I have questions for you. Engaged I have in a gunfight. Because that's a big choice to just right, say, so, so fuck I, it. I don't care about the doctor. I, you know, I don't care about the doctor. And so what just we let him in die. our decision, we ran outside and joined Kenny, who happened to be outside, but we didn't even know that Kenny was outside when we made that choice, did we? Yes, we knew he did because he, he was he, somewhere because he had killed one. And of the guys. we were supposed to go yeah. find him. Um, so we find him. He's in basically a ski lift type situation. All right, so let's let's start with you guys first. So you guys chose to escape. So the situation is that you, um, the pregnant woman, I always forget her name, and Sarah, who's the daughter, 
You guys are sneaking out upstairs. Um, the I think Sarah was down at the bottom, but oh, she was up there with me because it was the three. It was the three of us, and the doctor was being um, held at gunpoint. Yes. Yeah. Kenny breaking and I think Sar- I think Sarita or maybe it wasn't Sarita. I forget if she was inside or Kenny and somebody else were outside, and Kenny was picking off guys, and and Carver was getting pissed. So he said, "Okay, look, surrender now, or this guy or the doctor dies." Sarah saying like, "Oh, my dad, my dad," and um, and the pregnant woman was saying, "We got to get out because I can't let him get anywhere near me and right. baby." So so my decision. I was thinking. Up. Well, hold on. I, I, I so I chose let him to tell center, us but, how it plays out. Well, I want to ask you guys first. So. You chose to escape. Did you just say fuck him? No, was first of all, the thought was about escaping. It was going to get help. Well, no, right. it, it was the called was escaping. We could do like even rescue. here, it says if we surrender, there's no way we're going to rescue. We're not. There's no way that we're, basically. If my thought was, if we surrender, we're going to the compound. If Clementine escapes, let's they be... surrender. So it was a considered an escape. Like you were running away to join. That's not, That's not how, how it was presented, it presented in the game, though. At all. It was presented. Go well, to find these happened. people to help out. But it was listed as, like, escaping, like you were getting out. Right, but, I mean, we knew Clementine well enough. Even if it was listed that way, we knew that that wasn't what she was really going to do. She was going to run out and find Kenny. Well, it was to all going to end the kind of same way anyways, because it seemed like it ended the same way for you guys as it ended. Right, well, I mean, right, that's but, because of the way the story works. Yeah, but... but so, so... So my, my thought was, if so we run outside... Let's describe one or the other. There's a greater chance of any sort of rescue... If I surrender right now, we're all going to wherever Carver's taking us, period, the end. If I run outside, maybe I can pop off some of these guys. Maybe we can get Carver. Maybe we can save everyone at the possible expense of the one being tortured. Why don't I explain yeah. what we went through? Sure. Or we'll, we'll, I'll explain what I went through if you had different... You go out, and he's not far away. He, um, You find Kenny. You don't find the other dude. Luke's gone. We don't know where Luke is, but we find Kenny. Kenny is standing there with a sniper rifle, looking at the people in the cabin. So he's not you seen talk... by the people in the cabin. No, not he seen by, but he, he sees yeah, them. Right. So he snipes some generic dude yeah. in a red shirt. Um, he, he snipes some generic red shirt, and then that's when Carver grabs Alvin and brings him up to the to the window. At that point, you have another choice, and I told Kenny to shoot. Me too. Kenny grazes Carver, and so he gets blood on his shirt, which is through the entire next um, episode. Episode. Ah, um, awesome. Hold on. So so there's blood on his shirt the entire next episode because he grazes him, but as soon as he, like, stands back up, because he gets grazed, stands back up and shoots Alvin in the head. So I felt like Alvin dying was my fault. Oh, fuck. Alvin died for you guys? Oh, shit, did he stay alive for you? Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck yeah, Was he there man. in episode three? Oh. Hold on. So let me get through our part. So Alvin just gets capped, and then Carver walks back, grabs Clarita, and then basically the same situation with Clarita, and at that point, Kenny was like, fuck it, no, and then gives up, and then basically everybody's captured, brought yeah. off, and the then the episode, right? Yep. So that's how I experienced it. You Same as well. I did surrender at that point. You tried to get Kenny to snipe the guy, too? Yeah, of course. Okay. So tell us from the point where you chose not to go outside. So hold on. Did. Alvin died for you guys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was just capped. Did Walter survive? No. Walter was killed before? Hold on. When was Walter killed? Okay, I'll explain mine, because what happens is I surrendered. So then they just, you know, basically put their hands up. They come, they come downstairs. 
Carver's now, Kenny's still out there. Carver's like, all right, you better get, you know, in here and surrender, you know, as well. Kenny's still out there and he's like, waiting. He snipes one of the guys. I think the same thing like you. Do you see his point of view? No. You don't, you just, he's just out there. And then, like, also one of the guys just drops. And then Carver's like, all right, fuck this. He picks up Walter. Boom! Just puts him down. Yeah, actually, I think that same thing happened to me. Okay. For us. So then, you know, like, Walter's down. So then you have a choice. You can tell, you can either tell Kenny, like, look, surrender, or just go ahead and keep firing. How are you just yelling to him? Yeah, you just yell. Oh, okay. Because uh, Kenny at one point yells in, too. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna fuck you guys over or whatever, you know, like. um, I think we had that same dialogue option, but we were standing next to him instead of. So, you know, like, I told him to surrender, so then, like, Carver's, you know, Kenny comes in and surrenders, and Carver's now pissed, and he, you know, still pissed, and he's, he looks at Alvin. You know, you killed, or did something with some guy named George. I don't know what that was about, but I was figuring we'd find out later. So he starts to, ready to kill him, and you have a choice. You can either try to, like, like save him, or try to do something else. I chose to run at Alvin and save him, and I actually pushed him out of the way, and I think I got grazed a little bit. So Alvin actually survived for me, and he made it into episode three. So the whole blood stain on his shoulder, does he have that one? No. Wow. Because he had that the entire episode. I believe he does that, not. Right? I, I'm not a thousand... I don't believe... Because I don't think he was... Unless... No, because I think I told Kenny not to shoot. I think I, I guess if Kenny had shot, he probably would have grazed him. I'm guessing. But I, I told Kenny to surrender. Um, wow. Wow. I basically got Alvin killed. You guys yeah. just said, fuck you to Alvin. I just wanted to But Walter dies either way. So bad. What? I wanted Carver dead so bad. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. You guys just didn't Which, give a shit about Alvin. Not as much as we gave a shit about killing Carver. I didn't think that Alvin was... Your bloodlust took over. I didn't think he was savable, honestly. Before we talk about episode three, I really wanted to talk about the confrontation between Walter and the group. I thought... Well, maybe Walter not the group, the just group. Clementine. I really felt that that was a well-done scene. Which, I felt which the one? tension of when we chose to tell him. Where were we at? Outside. Uh, uh, when he finds the knife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh my god, I'm feeling things right now. I thought, I thought shit was going to go down there. Yeah. I trusted him that I didn't believe that things were going to be bad, but I felt like his pain and suffering intensely. And I felt just fucking so, awful. So when, when we first started this episode, and I talked about how they did a great job introducing characters to die. Yeah. In this episode, he is the one I was thinking about. Like, they did the same thing in episode one with some old guy who I don't care about by the end of the episode. But in this one, he was such a nice guy, and he was so helpful, and he was... And it was believable, He wanted too, to be you know? knowledgeable. Like, he wanted Clementine to start reading and actually make something of herself. He went out of his way to help Bonnie, even though I fucking hate that bitch now. That, that's that great... This is the nicest guy you could ever imagine. Yeah. But you also did pretty much the worst thing you could do to him yeah completely on accident but what's that how's that going to turn out yeah I, I just i don't really have words for how i felt in that scene this i i don't think i've ever felt that bad in any game ever i was like oh my god and i think for me it was probably dramatically heightened by the fact that i thought that they were lovers like i was just like i don't have any nothing i could say is going to repair or even come close to explaining what happened and you know even though it wasn't really my fault it just, I felt it was so responsible, and it was, it was crazy how I felt really involved in the death of Matthew, but when I, like, when we get to the cabin, I realized the full scope of what happened. Like, the moment where I saw the picture of the two of them, I was like, 
Oh my god. I started to believe it before I saw the picture. And yeah. And when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I just, it was just an incredible amount of remorse that I felt. And, like, very human. I will say that the fact that nobody cared that he was gone. Yeah, that was weird. They're just like, oh, he'll be back. He's bit. fine. I, what, how did they try to explain that? Just that he's kind of Oh, no, he'll be back. He's fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. That was a little bit of a stretch. I really wonder if you could have lied and made them think that that he was just killed by zombies. I guess the missing knife, or the, the knife the really does give it away, yeah. Yeah. Was All there right. a way to hide that earlier in the episode? Um, so you can convince the brothers to lie. You don't have to tell him when you walk outside. I don't, I don't really think it's one of those things that's avoidable. Yeah, I think that's about all there is to be said about episode two. Uh, but I, yeah, I think for the moment that'll wrap up episode two. The Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> wow, okay. Dot, dot, dot. Not my penis. Not cutting that off. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I'm not going to do that. That's castration. All right, welcome back to, I guess, the next session of the Emotive Pixels podcast on The Walking Dead Season 2, Episodes 2 and 3. Now it's time for Episode 3. Uh, Will, you did a pretty good job giving us the plot of Episode 2. Would you like to take it away with Episode 3? So you start the episode in, in the, the truck. Yeah. And there's a whole scene in the truck that I want to talk about. We'll come back to it. Okay. Um, after that, you make it... Um, to the camp, and you're—it's uh, kind of like a—it's uh, a strip mall with a like a home improvement store, <laughs> and you're stuck out in the gardening section of the home improvement store. Basically, does that sound about right? Well, it's like a right? warehouse. Not really. Is, is it a store? Yeah, Holy shit! It is a yeah, store. I, I mean, like you are in the factory. garden section. That's for sure. You're definitely in the garden section of a home of a just yeah. of a Walmart. You were like or in something. the patio outdoor section. A Walmart, exactly where a. Yeah, it's kind of like Home Depot. I I, I guess so, more than a factory, yeah. Okay. When you get there, basically all of the people who are recaptured get put off into this gardening section, and you're introduced to a guy named Reggie, who has a little bit of interesting parts. Uh, You spend the first night there. After the first night, you are... you. There's kind of the first night where you're getting introduced to everyone. There's actually a couple more people. There's uh, the black guy whose name I still don't know. I don't know his name either. We're just going to call him Lee 2.0. Whoa! Racist. Yeah, dude. He kind of... You, don't know, you I, don't know the difference between Esteban and Alberto, and now you don't oh, know the difference Damn you, racist. Uh, and then there's a white girl who I feel like was... Oh, supposed, she was cool. I feel she, like she was supposed to be the girl from 400 Days, but my girl from 400 Days didn't join. Oh! No, she wasn't her. She was, that was, yeah, she was a new girl. Like I didn't remember her. I only had one guy. Who, I only had the guy who didn't join, who was the guy that you meet on the prison bus. Well, that's interesting. I'm pretty sure he showed up as a cameo in this episode for me. I want to talk about that girl. Oh no, he did. It was not. It wasn't him. It was the. She was um, cool. It was the first guy that you um, you meet. That he goes into the diner at the beginning. You know, like you're him at the beginning, you're like the hitchhiker. You and then you, you join up with the car, and then you make it to the diner, and then the guy you're with, uh, who you hitchhike with, he starts. You know, like going crazy and like trying to shoot the, the old couple. That's the guy who didn't make it for me. So after the first night, um, some s- nonsense can happen that first night. We'll talk about later. You spend the first day at the camp and you basically get trotted all around doing a bunch of different things. You start with Bonnie in the armory. Then you go up to the the, the greenhouse and there's a scene where I think 
that it's at the end of that scene, Reggie dies. We'll talk Dude. more about that in depth later. <laughs> I'd like to dub that Reggie was... the unofficial Nate of that episode, by the way. Yeah, that was so Nate. I, I got you, but we'll come back to it. Um, Dude, so that after was... that, you go... That dude died. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I, so, would, I would not survive. Let's, <laughs> like, yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll come back to it. Um, I just like the, the whole thing that, I'm sorry, I just like the whole ahead. thing. He was just like, oh, I'm going to die. You know, we got to do this stuff the right way. I don't want to die. I'm going to die. All right, he's dead. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck? He just kept, tell- he kept just saying that oh, I'm going to die. Like, And then he dies. Anyway. Well, he knew it. He, yeah, he knew it was coming. Yeah, like Nate is, is somewhat self-aware about his shortcomings. So after that point, you go down and go down to the end of the strip mall at kind of their out outpost, outlying outpost. I can't remember what they called it specifically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, they had like like I guess more stores and like your yeah, it was a... like Luke is not with you, so because he, he, he's Correct. the one that doesn't get caught because he just goes somewhere. Right. Um, so down at that store, you run into Kenny arguing with. The guy whose name we don't know, and then there's a zombie thing, you're fighting people off, and you're rescued by the guy who's there to make you work. And then on your way back, you stop by the comic book shop, and in the comic book shop you find Luke. So you meet him, and he's starting to go crazy, probably due to lack of sleep, but... probably. He's just fucking nuts in that scene. He tells you he needs a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Uh, you go back to the camp. At the camp, you talk about seeing Luke, and then at that point, you You've need got to some go choices up on the to make at that roof point. to do something. Yeah, you want to hop over to the the room of um, the you want to go grab the walkie-talkie. Walkie that's what you yeah. do. Your first kind yes. of mission is. So you go up on the roof. You go to the grab the walkie-talkies. Where the girl who brought everybody to 400 days is, um, you steal the walkie-talkies and come back. She's cool. After that, you spend another day. The whole point of that day was to try and get the walkie-talkies to Luke. Um, how that actually does or does not happen, we talk about a little more in detail later. And at the end of the second night, Luke is there in the green ha- or the gardening section with you guys. You go up on the roof again, this time to break into the main headquarter office. You go, you turn on the radio to attract the zombies. Bonnie finally helps you break out. On your way out, you kind of overpower... There's some shit where you're overpowering Carver. You leave Kenny to kill Carver. You cover yourself in guts to try and escape. And then some shit goes down. And I think that's most of episode three. My first question. Did we all kill Carver? I because don't think I, the choice was whether or not. No, to kill not him. whether you kill a Kenny. Did we stay and watch? Yes, that's the choice. You can either. I stayed and I watched did. that motherfucker get beat. I down. stayed. I did everything to make sure that he died. I did not stay and watch it. Interesting. Was Why? <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to see it. What game are you playing? <laughs> that's a great question, <laughs> Mister. I did. Literally, this is another heavy rain system. After Kenny, where, yeah, well, <laughs> I guess you're just right. a minute ago you were like, "I wanted to make sure that motherfucker." Yeah, was you, dead. yeah, you just tell me. What you happened to that? You're telling Kenny to shoot. The I fuck told Kenny him. to take care of shit. I told people to get off Kenny's back for wanting to take care of shit. I oh, made man. sure that motherfucker died. But then you didn't care that he died. I didn't want to see it happen. It's very interesting. See, I thought Why? like at that. T- I-, I figured at that point, Clementine is. Way into it, like she has now been She's exposed. She's got to a everything. very vested interest. Just stay. You but guys realize that 
75 percent of people left right holy shit really I don't you two are definitely in the minority on this one. Oh man dude no i think that's a lot of people forgetting that clementine is indeed 30 not 8 10 or 12 or whatever she actually Emotionally. is supposed to be i don't know i, I that's closure you know, like I don't know. I just feel that. Like I don't know. I never she... feel good about killing anyone, but that was an that was. But like, like what they've been go. through, yeah. Like what the you know, and like she's seen worse. There is like, a... I didn't really I don't think, even know about like, that. I didn't really but... think it was so bad seeing it. Anyways, like I mean, like okay, you've seen people been, you've seen yeah, I think getting been killed, you've seen zombies been killed, you've seen yeah. zombies that exact archetype character is in the TV series, and he's around I'll, for I'll, two I'll, seasons longer than he should I be. I will get to that, Carver. What's this? Uh, let's basically conti- Carver. Let's continue but... Nate's question. Oh, well, it sounds like that's the whole problem with the show I... is everything lasts two seasons longer than it needs to. For the Including TV the show. show. Yeah. yeah. I felt uncomfortable with how much I... He didn't need to okay. go. Yeah. All right, so let me jump, I'll, I'll jump in with yeah. my question now. So back to when you first walked through like those little um, couple stores, the strip part, you know, the strip mall part of it, and you actually meet Kenny arguing with uh, one, of the, one of the guys in your group... Um, and uh, then eventually the zombies attack, blah, 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 blah. Then you meet Luke in one of the stores. You find out, you know, he's there. And he tells you to get all this stuff. Now, Luke just basically abandoned the whole group and let you all get captured. Didn't do anything. Then he shows up and he's all, like, whacked out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Were you, you know, like... Resentful? I went along with what he was saying. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll get you the stuff. Because I just wanted to get the fuck out. But I was not happy with it. Like... Episode one, I really liked Luke. Episode two, I was kind of like indifferent to him because he kept trying to. In episode three, you were like, "Fuck this dick." Yeah, like maybe. he kept trying to say like, "Oh, we should lie about how Matthew got killed." We yeah. Tell and then like episode three, I was like, "Oh, you just yeah. fucking left us." I now? gave him a little bit of credit like, in episode Fuck. two I was because, at him, like, particularly in the show and in in season one, this whole idea that if we keep stuff secret, we can make everybody happy, I kind of hate thing. That trope. It's it a happened big thing. way more. I don't know why I felt like it was way more reasonable in season one than it was in season two. It happens to everything, not just the game, like the show. I, I no, don't no, like no, that. I think that's other, lazy on, writing. No, 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 no. Sorry, excuse me. It's stupid too. human nature. No, no, no. It happens. They no, 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 no. I got okay, the perfect well, example. What? What? Um, the kid who was giving food to the rebels in the motel in season one. Why are you looking at me like I'm going to understand this? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because we oh, played oh, the oh, same sorry, fucking fuck game. It's not about the show no. again. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's not about the game. Um, oh, yeah. Ben. That doofus kid, Ben. He told you and was like, or he told Lee and was like, dude, I fucking did it. I just need to come clean on it. And then there's the girl who was completely against me at the time, but I think Brian was with her at the time, right? But she was like, if I figure out who the fuck did this, oh, yeah, me and her I'm going like, to fucking kill her, kill him. And that's when she fucking has that scene outside of the Winnebago and fucking kills the other girl who didn't do it. Yeah. And Ben was like, oh, I'm going to tell her. In that scene, right, I was totally like, Ben, you need to shut your fucking mouth. I know what you were trying to do. You were do- trying to do the right thing. But you do not need to tell this girl who is oh, fucking see, going that, that, crazy. Remember you're what going I did against what you're saying. You're saying don't keep secrets. You want, like... That's that's what I'm saying. In season one, I felt completely different than in season two, where I was like, no, 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 complete, out in the open, we're done with trying to hide shit. What do you think the difference is? Just Ben versus uh, Luke? Did you grow personally because of playing this game? I think think it was more the difference between 
um, Walter versus whatever that girl's name was. Yeah. I felt like Walter, even though it's going to destroy him, he was, you know, well thought out, mature enough. He could handle anything that came along. Um, Whereas that girl was just fucking nuts. And she was going to go crazy regardless of what happened. So bringing this back to the question, so so were you so when you so when you found when Luke showed up, and he still didn't really he gave kind of some bullshit answer like oh well if we all got captured we'd all be fucked but if I got out I thought I could help us from the outside but he didn't really do anything from the outside and and yeah. as, the, as the episode goes he ends up just joining you anyway so it was like okay you didn't do anything you being on the outside didn't do anything were you. Okay with him when you found him? Were you pissed? Were you just okay? Whatever. He's I didn't even. Think I've never of been it. a fan of Luke. Well, I mean, I was just like, oh, this is a new development, and I have to take this into accord now. That was like the extent of my emotional impact. But it's interesting now that you mention this. I definitely see why there was quite a good reason to be like, dude, quit fucking around. Yeah, it was take just... this shit seriously. Well, my other question, which is what we were alluding to before, was. I guess it's basically the the show and the game basically take a lot of their cues from the graphic novel, but it's very interesting the way they did the same thing, which is the first in the first season of the game, the first two seasons of the show, the predominant enemy is is the walker, the zombie, and that's who you mostly a lot of your scenes revolve around trying to survive versus them. Then they get to a point in the show, it's episodes seasons three and four, in the game it's it's season two, where your predominant enemy is other humans. It does Oh, that happens like in the, the season one, too. There's the... No, there is. There's there, a commune in season... Yeah, there, there's, there's there, like, a bunch of these communes. No, there is, but it's not as prevalent. Like, they, they throw it in a little bit. And same thing You're in, right, in the though. show. Like, the walkers the first two do seasons, feel like more of an accessory here. The, in the first two seasons of the show, it's the same thing. There's there's parts where you fight... Like, there's parts where Rick's, like, battling it out with, like, certain random guys they meet on, on the road. But the predominant villain... Or zombie-related, you know, walker-related. Whereas in, in the season three and four, which, you know, again, in the show, they still have zombies. They is still that, fight. Is it, that true, pretty, or is that just our memory? Because I feel like I agree with you. No, I mean, that's I'm not how sure it, that's actually uh, true. That's, if you look at the main, what the main story point is. Like, who is the main... Like, yes, you still fight zombies and walkers in season two. You know, at the end of episode three, you have the whole... You're trying to escape from the whole zombie horde. But right. who is your main... Antagonist of, of it. It's yeah, but I think that it's happened you. in season one too. But no, in season one, okay, your main well, antagonist was was the zombies themselves. There wasn't any kind of one group or one. Uh, guy is that true? Though? There was a there was an antagonist. There was communes, but there wasn't. It wasn't a big thing. It was like, like okay, the they whole popped end up. Of season four, going into five, was you um, whether or not you were going to take <laughs> the time with you, right? Or you're the game. No, he meant he meant episode. episode. End but that's of fine. season one, episodes four and five. Okay. You're deciding whether or not to take Clementine with you as you're breaking into this commune. Yeah, but you didn't know if the commune was human-related or... No, no, we we definitely knew it was humans. Well, you thought there was a group, but you weren't sure because you couldn't find anybody. And then you you thought you were going to go after the guy who took your boat, but he didn't even... I mean, it wasn't really like... It was just, again, it was just a small subplot of the main story. Whereas at least the story so far in season two has been about the Carver character and this whole... There was like, an actual face to it, is what you're saying. Yes. It was more one individual as opposed to, I think, in season one, when there were human... Then there were a lot of... But that's what I'm saying. Issues. It was is, more like a collective. Yes. Yeah. And, and there was issues in the show. I, mean, I wonder if the like, writers changed. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I, I think it's just that... The the, game I think it's just Gary that... Gary Widow was the writer for some of season... 
I think it's just one. that they they, they is he, is that's he one the, of the way artists? it was going. Like Gary Widow was there's a, two um, parts to enemies in this, in this wait, out, hang on, hang on. outbreak, which is that um, we're, we're talking zombie. over each other here. Gary Widow was a reviewer for PC Gamer for a while. Whoa! Um, and then his latest claim to fame was some huge movie. Uh, he oh he was brought on to do one of the new Star Wars offshoots, but he had another huge thing he wrote recently. That's interesting to hear of a reviewer making it to the well relatively yeah, big leagues. That's cool. Was... But but my question is is that so now you're you're mean you know you're fighting Carver and your whole thing is to escape and 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 you want to kill him as we've been saying like you want to get you know even with him for all the the shit he's pulling and all this do do you find that it takes away from the whole survival ma- nature of the game that they they kind of have they kind of go this route of like. Okay, now the you're fighting bad group. humans, right? The uh, versus just the most dangerous game. Um, I mean, I understand like you, you know, it would get repetitive. Whether it's a, a show, a, a graphic novel, a game, whatever. It if you just me, kept actually. fighting zombies, like you can only do so many. Like, oh, zombie attacks your your camp, right? You know, like so right. It, it brings a new element, but like at the same time, it's just it, it can get like like seasons three and four of the show, especially there were parts where it dragged because you were doing this human fighting. So this sounds like your preference is very out. clear here. I think you're you're more into the zombie thing. Yeah, I mean, I understand doing it, and I just I guess dragging it out makes it a little bit. It, like, it takes a the nature of it, this being a a series thing, and I think the creator even went to say that. This isn't really a zombie movie. Zombies just the setting for these stories. It's not really about the zombies. Yeah, I think it's no I think... true, but it, but it is, but it is in a way about them. Like I mean, no matter how much you can say, okay, it's a survivalist, and maybe it's not a, about this. But ultimately, what does it all come back to? What is the what is the focal point of why everything is there? It's because of this zombie apocalyptic outbreak. Like, it's kind of. It feels to me like saying that Star Trek is about being on the Enterprise, right? That, that's, no, no. That, that, yes, you're on the Enterprise. That is how all these people are brought together. This is the thing that brings a common thread behind the people, but that's not what any of the episodes are really about. I mean, there might be an occasional episode where, hey, we're hanging out in 10 Forward, or hey, we're hanging out in the holodeck, and that's really cool because we're on this spaceship that makes it really cool, right? But it's not but that they're hanging that, out with zombies. It's The whole point is that zombies... Has forced people into this situation where they are. It's, so it's not like it's not like you're hanging out on the Enterprise. It's that like okay, you're exploration you're of space. On a, but I think has, you're you're insisting I mean, on a very literal definition of what a show is like about. Like I think that I can still comfortably say that The Walking Dead, even season two, is still about zombies. Well, that's okay. the thing, is it? I mean, in as much as anything can be about zombies for more than one season, because there's not just but enough content but, there. But I mean, and, and okay, if if that's the thing, if it's not. If the if the show I feel like if, if the general premise is not about the zombies, zombies and the zombie are, outbreak, you, that's fine. But I, I feel season two, much well, like maybe. season three and four, is I, not is zombies are just kind of this afterthought. Like, oh, okay, they're still around. Yeah, like and a thrown in occasionally. Yeah, like you said, an ex, a good word, accessory like a detail. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, it just seems like now it's just like okay, like in the show it was Rick's group versus the governor's group, and then. In the game, it's Clementine's group versus Carver's group. So it just seems like okay, and you know that's what's the that's fine. But it just seems like they they taken that zombie nature of it away, and that's interesting to me that they they go this route. What's the um the zombie game? Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Yeah. Those games, Hilarious. even though three Hilarious. games long, they're pretty funny. They're but 
a riot. Uh, the whole game, I feel, is about zombies. Like, the whole time. Right, but that's because you're in a mall long. alone. If there were any humans... Okay, I, okay, I haven't so played all three games. I haven't played all new... three games, so I don't know for sure. The psychopaths are not really zombies, but I feel like okay. But the still, point is, you don't have other like functioning kind of. You don't have other like functioning, fully cognizant human beings in that world. And if you did, I guarantee it wouldn't be. They do, but it feels like those are just like super zombies and not humans, kind of. Even right. though they they actually are humans. Well, but... they're not acting like humans, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I feel like that show a... far more than this one makes, or that <laughs> media far more than this one makes it feel like the whole thing is about. You're right. I, I take and back this my one comment about that. That was not... kind of a. I don't think it's thought or a. Well, that's setting. what I'm saying. Is that oh. to me? It's like, do you like that? That they kind of went. This, they, they they go this direction with part of with a big portion of the game, the show. I, I assume the graphic novel also kind of goes kind of a rope a dope. Where, like, they brought me in for the zombies, and then I watched this soap opera. Well, the TV is the TV show. From what everything I've seen is too much that way for me. Well, it went two seasons, especially since yeah, especially since I mean, all the problems weird. that come up could be solved was, pretty easily. This got solved after episode. Obviously, Carver dies at the end of episode three, so it it theoretically we don't know is, that. Well, we saw Kenny kill him. Okay, but we, the episodes four and five could be also like totally human centric. Well, they could. But I'm just saying, at, at least the Carver group is gone. Yeah. You know, like, um, or Carver himself. Maybe the group's still there, but the, the, the Carver himself is guy. So I you assume that, that it's, but still, like, I mean, there's been ten episodes. We haven't played four and five, but there's been ten episodes and four hundred days. Three of them have been centered on this one group. So that's three ten. That's a, almost th- a third of of the game has been centered on this group. That's the same no. thing as like the show. Uh, I this, mean, what, the same thing as the show where like two. Actually, well, season first of five all, wasn't it only two episodes? Because didn't uh, Carver get introduced in episode two? Yeah, but they kept they referring to, to him. they alluded to that. I guess it was basically the same group of people for three episodes. Yes. But yeah. I think in the same vein, I mean, it was five episodes of the same of a similar group of people in the first season. But you're right, it didn't but feel But you, you did themes. different things. Like, you know, even the communes of people you fought, they were different. Like, there was the once, you know, the group of the, of the raiders in when you were at the, the hotel. Then I think the idea the, that the they're showing is, is that... Society yeah, the cannibals, yeah. no, is understand. progressing, and you know? I understand that people break down. There's where... people, bad people who are trying to hurt, but like no, no, I think it's the opposite of that. I think that in season two we're seeing that these groups we're getting to are getting bigger and more coordinated, and it's like the world is sort of evolving alongside these zombies, and the zombies are becoming less of the theme as people figure out how to stay together and how to fight. Yeah, I mean, and it's I think possible. that that Carver's camp represents one of these ideas of how like a large scale thing could work. Here's another tied interesting question I've always dude. thought. So. In the sh- in the show, you fight again. I'm not trying to spoil the show too much, but you fight the other group, and the main leader really just wants to wipe Rick's group out. In this one, Carver really wants them all to rejoin his group, and oh, that just kind of seems something that that's, is weird, isn't it? Like I thought maybe it was because again that he's supposed to be uh, the father of the baby, you know, the unborn baby that um, Alvin and her what's her name had, and it's not really Alvin's kid. And that's why, because he's always like, oh, you know, you're going to come back to me, and we're all going to be one big family. I feel I, like even if I it was, was his kind of, baby, it was totally like a prima noche thing. That's a, I thought it was just kind of a combat. Like, I just didn't understand, like, why does he Latin. so want them? To, and, like, did he really, like, he's maybe like, he's just out there and crazy, but did he really think that they were going to come back and everything was going to be one group again? Like, it just seemed yeah, it really is kind of weird. weird. So that, quick, do you think it was like quick a... Quick learning aside. Yeah. Medieval times. 
it was the king's right to have a bride on her wedding day. Cool. And it helped, like... We've come so far. Then your the child might be the king's child, it might be the husband's child, you didn't really know, and so it kind of, or supposedly helped uh, tie the people to their country, right? <laughs> Except it did, the, it did the opposite. Except it kind of did the opposite. Hilarious. Yeah. I kind of feel like this might be that kind of situation oh, where... Oh, interesting. He had his way with her because he was the guy in charge and everybody was like eh. oh do you think it was kind of like a like a forced thing or do you think it was like a consensual thing i think That's a it great was question. um I, so I either even... forced or the kind of forced that like a cult kind of experience See, i didn't really get like I he's think... a cult leader and everybody like Oh, well, he's the boss. I guess we should do whatever he says. Oh, really? Kinda. See, that's an interesting thing, because I didn't really get... I, I didn't really... I knew that she was kind of pissed, but it, it still seemed like it was a consensual thing. Like, maybe she, at the time, was just like, oh, okay, yeah, like he's an was... okay guy, and she thought, like, okay, but then... Well, like... I mean, if they were the whole cult, like, she was like, oh, he's the special leader, and then I, I guess because he's maybe. the leader, I should give myself to him, and it wasn't until later she's like... Actually, Wait a no, second. that's probably not cool. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It just seems like a, like a weird way, like, that he wants them to rejoin, and he thinks that they're all going to be, ba- like, back, and they're all going to be re-initiated back into Everything the Everything will be better when they, we're together. They kind just, of hint yeah, the whole time that something really bad happened, which made them leave. Or they did something really bad. They do when they hint left. at that, like uh, it got bad enough to the point where they needed to leave. Or it seemed like they did something really bad in order to leave. Or yeah, they got or like punished something. Or... Yeah. Um, and I was kind of surprised that I never like uh, explicitly was told what that was. That did leave me a little wanting. Yeah, like what exactly went down? But I was annoyed at the fact that they kept hinting at this guy's existence long before we ever met him, and then we did meet him, and we still didn't get the idea what was going on. I felt that that was very annoying. Did you think that the uh, in episode two, or between episode two and episode three, he went from being Carver to being Bill? Um, that is, And they even like yeah. explicitly say, hey, like, so what, before we met him, he was Carver, and now he's Bill? Like, what that, what's that all about? What did you, what did you, I thought that was weird and strange that they would bring it out that specifically. Is weird. Like, call it like that? I have yeah. no idea what I thought of that. What's the point of that? We, yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't he's even know. more personal now that he's on screen or something. They wanted to make him more personal before you killed him or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, I don't. I wonder if that's one of the. Uh, I don't even know. I almost wonder if that's like a mistake in the voice actors recording. They no, they specifically and, say. Oh, you they mean they could have gone back and like the whole retro- time they were calling him Bill in episode three and like, oh shit, we need a line yeah, to explain why exactly. we changed the name. Like, I mean, other than that, I don't really. I guess beyond that, it would have to be some sort of narrative explanation, like they wanted to make it more personal. While we're calling out weird things that people say, yeah, there is a scene where we're talking with Reggie in the greenhouse. Dude, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. We should talk about more. Nate's about him. pretty cool. At one point, I wasn't sure what to say, right? So I, I did the whole "don't pick an answer" thing. Yeah. And, oh, that's and the worst. Said, don't pick it. I was picking it. Hold on. He, I, I wrote down his entire response. Oh, there was some... Okay, yeah. yeah I wrote down okay. his entire response. I want to redo this. He's like, if you don't have an opinion, you should just say so. Instead of making people wait for you to answer, just shake your head no or something. <laughs> I was like, 
crack it up. That is so great. His, like, breaking of the fourth wall a couple times. I think there was a couple other things he said that were kind of like that, where it was just like, this dude. <laughs> like, he was totally talking to the character. Yeah, exactly. To, it was just, I wish I should have written down several of his lines of dialogue. I was just like... <gasps> like, I think Megan was actually there with me when I was playing that scene, and she was just like, oh my god. He, he had this... He was just such a nice guy, and, like... He's in this super shitty position, yeah. but he's, like, trying his best to yep. make everybody happy, kind of the way, you know, I was playing through episode or season one, right? Like, yeah. everybody can be happy. No, no, it's all right. I mean, this is kind of a, he's a crazy guy, but if we just make him happy, no, nothing, yeah. no big deal, right? And it's like, he just had this kind of, I feel like... Carver probably sucked the sick, put the zombie on him that cost him his arm. Yeah, probably. And then 20 minutes, or, you know, five minutes later came in and saved him and was like, no, no, no. And he was still, like, the whole time, he could have been cynical about it. He's like, oh, no, he's a great guy. He saved my life. Like, he just had this completely... It's such an interesting, like, he was written so interestingly by by Telltale. Like, so that's just that... such an interesting... It almost felt like it was bad writing at moments, but then I felt like it was almost so real, it felt like it was breaking out of the game, but I didn't know if that was just because it really did remind me of me. The first night in the garden, garden yeah. area, right? And I assume this is how it has to go. There might be some other ways, but at first, Kenny's like, we need to check this shit out. I'll go keep Reggie busy, and you poke around and see what we can find, right? And I assume that you have to keep poking around, and... At the end of that episode, Reggie, get, or at the end of that section, Reggie gets in trouble because you're poking around. Yeah. Right? So that, that's pretty much how it... That's what happened to me, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was the perfect... Like the setup, kind of? No, it, uh, it's kind of like an anti-adventure game trope. Yeah. Like, the thing you do in adventure games is just wander around just and touch forever. everything. Yeah. And, touch, and figure out there are no consequences to just taking your time, touching everything, figuring everything out, right? And yeah. it's kind of the... Yeah, you want to go and touch everything, figure everything out, and because you're going to do that, we're going. To, this guy's going to kill yeah, you, right? Exactly. Like you were called for that. They used your expectations of adventure games against you. I thought. It was yeah. Interesting. And I think a lot of his writing kind of did that in a way. But this is maybe that's just the feeling I get. I don't really have specifics. Very, very interesting character. One of my favorite in the game. I think just such a strange and, sort of. And again, he was the second guy I was thinking of when we first started this episode. That. He was introduced in this episode, died in this episode, but I had an emotional investment in him. Definitely. Before he died, which I don't think they did with episode one of season two. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, I think they really did the best out of these two episodes with Matthew. So we saw him for so much less time and he displayed so much less personality objectively. But I still felt so attached to this person who was kind in this world. Yeah. And then he was just gone. I was like, holy shit, he was on screen for like a minute. Yeah. And that, oh my god. I want to talk about uh, the scene in the back of the truck. It was this great example of this fast conversation between all these people. And actually, we don't oh, have yeah, Alvin when they're in there, imprisoned. Right? Okay, yeah. And because Kenny's getting all angry? Kenny's getting angry. He gets himself out. The conversation is going back and forth. They're talking yeah. about you. You're supposed to come up with, you know, your side. Are you siding with Kenny? You're doing the other thing. The conversation's back and forth. You have choices and dialogue decisions you can make that you're like cutting in and cutting people off and it's kind of this first time first time i can really think about you know in games where there's a lot of dialogue as gamers we're kind of trained to 
if you want to listen to all the dialogue, you listen to what they're saying, then you pick your option, right? And, yeah. But if you listen to everything that they're saying, you it's, don't get to pick a dialogue option, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's kind of this first time where, like, you have to cut people off, and you can't listen to what their full yeah. argument is, and it's like yeah. this kind of weird... That is cool. Um, well, they kind of do that... Again, a, playing against your expectations in the, in the of the episode, kind of games, because right? there's, when you get to the, um, the garden... Eventually, actually, it's it's after you get you meet Luke, and uh, you come back, you know, and you and, you know, and you, you have the walkie-talkie plan. Kenny has come up with the plan of how he's going to get everybody out, and he has this thing where he's just gonna like, you know, he's gonna grab a gun yeah, and he's gonna rage. Yeah, and he's yeah. just gonna pull. You can either go with his plan or tell your Luke plan. And I ended up with the loop, but like it's the same thing. Like he's like everybody's going back and forth, and Kenny's going crazy, and everybody else is trying to say, "Oh, he's stupid. He's going to get us all killed." And Carver's going to go crazy, you know. Like so, everybody's kind of just exactly. you know back and forth. Back I think they were and great then, scenes of dialogue, which felt realistic. Chemistry, and then the people yeah, were actually sense, talking yeah. to each other and yeah. talking over each other. Yes, and it felt completely organic. It was not a okay. This is a person. This is his opinion. This is what he's saying. This yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's say not one the, thing, move on to the, the next. Yeah, it's not. I don't the, even feel like a lot of shows do that well. I think it's easy with like witty repartee when it's funny, but when it's, I think there's something about an angry conversation like that, and especially in a game where you have choice in there, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think that was a good a good choice because they find like they didn't do much of it in the first season, like at all. Like it was a lot of like you talked to one or two people and then you moved from people to people to people. So, but like this, they had much more ones where like everybody in the whole group is in one conversation, and that you know you then you get the thing where everybody's just kind of going back and forth and. Like you're trying to keep up with conversations, but you also have to make decisions for your con- your part of the conversation. So you have to like keep paying attention to what other people are saying, cut them off with whatever you're saying, which then changes the whole can change the whole conversation exactly. aspect, and then you have to know you know like. So I thought that was a pretty good yeah. Okay, so quick question: Alvin survived this entire episode. Yes. Not this episode. So Wait, how did he die in this episode? So what happens is when uh, this, you know, when the second time you go up to the um, the roof and you're going to turn on, you know, Luke tells Holy you, shit. He's Luke there te- for a while. Luke tells you that there's there's a herd out that he's seen in the distance, and they come up with a plan that they're going to turn on the PA, which will attract the herd. Right. While the herd overruns the factory, which is weak on defense, or the store, that's going to be the time that the group is going to escape. So you go up and you, of course, you're making it through. When you get to, you know, and everybody else is doing their other things, you get to the room, Alvin's there, and he's like... To turn on the radio? How yes. did he get up there? Oh, he, like, went through another way, and, like, because, like, all... Wait, was he the one that was going to do it? No, you were going to do oh, okay, it, okay, okay. but you make it... Okay. I'm amazed that this seems like a huge... And they talk oh, about the chair. Okay, he's oh, there, sorry, okay, yeah, he's there because he's unconscious, but he's there because what actually happens is Carver still wants to kill him because he's, you know, the father of, um... Her oh. child, so I think we're not sure. Again, we're never really sure who's the real father, but but he's alluding to that. He, well, Carver still thinks he's the, the father. Least Alvin he's... thinks he's the father, oh. so he Carver just wants to kill him. So you actually find him unconscious in the chair. Oh, in that chair? Yes, in the PA room. So we, so, so I, when oh. I walked in there, I saw that chair, and I was like, "There's a there's a light on the chair," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's weird." Um, so interesting. Uh. You go to turn, you know, you, you, you think maybe he's dead because maybe Carver killed him. Um, 
you ought to turn on the PA system, and one of the other guys, Hank or somebody, come, you know, one of the other people that I think I think they call him Hank, and you know, one of the, one of the people that's on Carver's crew comes in, and Alvin takes out a gun in one of the drawers and kills him before dying because he also gets shot. So then Alvin actually dies there. Um, wow. So he does not make it out of episode three, but he makes it through a lot of it. So what kind of things was he talking about in in some of these scenes? Can you remember? Yeah. It was cool that he makes a joke. That like Carver has like a really small pistol, <laughs> like one of those like those, those like hand, you know, like one of those like like those one bullet, you know, the single shot, single which shot, you, which yeah. uh, Clem picks up. Yeah, so he picks up and he kills uh, the guy with him, and he makes a joke like, "Oh, you know, figures Carver would have a gun this size," you know, uh, you know, alluding to his uh, male parts. Um, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't all that Clem much. takes uh, that gun, right? Yeah, I think yeah. He, she takes it. Up, she but, kills um, what's his name, or she kills him with it. No, see, Alvin killed him, but I think no, she... No, I'm sorry. She kills Carver, or she... Shoots him. Shoots Carver. Yes. Not actually kills. Um, I, so more, much more interesting than the Alvin part I wanted to get to is the pack... Before that, um, when you have the walkies and you're in the in the garden, and they realize they're gone, Carver comes and, and says, who has them? And then, can you know, like, you're about to almost seem like you're going to, like, you know, like, give in so nobody else gets beat up. And Kenny grabs the walkie out of your back pocket and says, I did it. Oh, yeah, that was... And then he gets the Ooh. shit kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Jesus. The only way it stops... And I... Yeah, like, and the only way it stops is when Bonnie comes in and says, oh, we got a breach. And then he, he goes, the car leaves him. And then you find out that he's going to be blind. Oh, hold on. For me, it was a choice between lunging for Kenny or lunging to save... Sarita. His... his yeah. So for me, it was a choice between lunch to save Sarita or lunch to save Carter. Did you guys not have that choice? What? Because uh, the doctor was like holding her back, and he's like, "Help me hold her back," while he's beating the shit out of Kenny. Oh, you can restrain Sarita. Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah, you yeah, can yeah. help Kenny. So or you can do nothing. So I what chose I I to try to help Kenny, and I just got pistol whipped or rifle whipped. Vice the butt. Yeah, I did too. That's what happened. I, I remember that. I, I was gonna say I, I went into lunch to help Kenny, and then I just got hit by the. Uh, I think I restrained Sarita, but I don't remember what happened. I'm sure looks, I still got hit by a gun. It just looks like nothing. That they, it, it doesn't look like that made any difference in terms of what happened in the ultimate thing. Like I think then after you know so so they leave and and, and then uh, the doctor I, I forget the doctor's name you know is looking at Kenny and he asked, and you ask like oh you know like. Oh, how, you know, like, is he okay? And, and then, you know, he says, like, oh, he's going to be blind because, you know, assuming he has brain damage. And then you find out at the end that, yeah, he is, like, you know, like, I think he has, like, one eye or, like, here and, like, one eye doesn't, you know, so, like, he's basically almost blind. I think maybe one eye works or something. And you're talking about whether or not you should leave him behind? Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just thinking about the, um, there was the doctor being forced to hit his daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. But... Man, that was a. I did. I think. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna do it. I did because I was like, I mean, and I thought exactly why because it's like if he didn't do it, it would have been worse. And then later, there's a scene where in the greenhouse. Well, that was Clementine, before that, wasn't it? No, no, it's after that. Oh, is it? Because Clementine's helping Sarah, and Sarah's crying. She's like, I can't believe my dad hit me, and she's like, No, no, no. Carver made him do it. Just think oh, about yeah, it, yeah, like okay, Carver. Yeah. Is the one that hits you, not your father. Yes, I, I picked the same thing. Yeah, but then actually in the, in the same thing. So you, you know, in the, in the greenhouse thing, you have to like process plants or whatever, cut them, and 
Yeah, did anyone and complete that objective? I did it myself, but you have a choice. You can either help Sarah or do or or not help Sarah. Or do your own, right? Yeah. And I chose to help Sarah. I think I did too. Yeah, me too. Which okay. then which made stuff the not get done. Yeah. And Reggie then, yeah, in trouble. And then Is it Reggie possible I don't for think... Nate not to die? No, no I think yeah, that... He does die. Whichever know. one you help, the other one is not going to be that done. Sense, yes, yeah. I think that's... Nate always dies. Let's get to the the final scene. So, you, you yeah. turn the PA on. Um, you get... You know, you kill Carver. You can either stay or watch. Then, you go out, and the horde of zombies, or the herd, as they're called... Um, my last comment comes. Wow, what an ending! Comes in, Luke gives you the hatchet, and you start going to town, and you just start, you know, like almost like Lee. In, in, so we we you're is, covered is, with gore. Covered with so gore first. It starts out as a stealth mission, but yes. I didn't even think about the dudes on the roof until I saw them halfway in there. That whole scene, and I was like, oh fuck, this is terrible. They actually did that in the show. I, I assume they probably do it in the graphic novel too, where, where you can cover yourself in in the dead guts, and then they you actually, think you're dead. Uh, Having to run the axe. Through what's your name? Mentions that Lee and her did it earlier yes. too. Yeah. Right? yeah, in season three. Clem did it episode at the end one, of season I was, one. That, which is or, what I was oh. going to say. And they and it was also very um, similar to to season one episode five in the fact when you're Lee at the end you're just basically hacking you're going through and hacking down and the same thing here like after you're covered in guts and then you can't get through you know like almost like a, a throwback to that episode. Like, in a mm. way, like, where you're... You know, yeah, you're, it did feel that way, yeah. Which I thought was kind of in a good way. Like, I thought it, it was like, like kind of like, a, now she's taking on it There was herself. other points in that, in that, if I really think about it, there was plenty of other points, even in season two, where that being covered in guts would probably be a smart alternative yeah. to combat. Now you know. But yeah, I mean, just the whole horde, and then, like, other people are getting, like, trapped, and you have to save. You know, I thought that was just a cool ending to You want to talk about what happened at the end? Okay. I'll, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um... So, so you're uh, following the doctor and his daughter, trying yep. to be stealthy. Yep. The doc, the daughter starts freaking out, and the doctor's like, "Keep her quiet." And so you're like, "Hold, uh, quiet, shut up, shut you know, woman. Try and quiet her down. Quiet. Yes. As soon as all you guys start talking, the guy on the roof shoots the doctor, and he goes down and gets eat, uh, bitten by several zombies. Yep. The daughter freaks out, starts yelling, and runs the fuck off. Yep. That is what causes. All kinds of chaos to go Pandemonium. That's when Clementine starts, you know, hacking away at people. And at one point she turns around and sees, in a super slow motion, I love the way they did this in the game. She turns around and sees Clarita. 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 To see this zombie chewing on her hand. As Clementine, you run up to her with the tomahawk and... You completely slice off her arm. You could either hit the zombie in the brain or slice off her arm. I think all of us went for the arm, right? Yeah. It was amazing um, to me how quick that was. Just to see it well, happen. I mean, they were the super edge. slow, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm like, pretty sure as soon as I, I saw that option, arm. I was like, that's the one. Bam, I'm pretty dude. sure I did the arm, but I, I, I remember thinking the, the same thing like season one and also the show where it's just one in doubt, start amputating arms and... The, and actually, Reggie also had Reggie the Reggie was the point, right? Yeah. Well, also in this episode. Took also, my arm poor off Megan really quick, so. saw the second half of this of this particular episode with me, or maybe the full, I think the second half of it, and uh, she hadn't seen any of The Walking Dead before. She's still relatively new to games, let alone sort of 
modern like story heavy games like this and she just freaked out <laughs> like she was like what Whoa. oh she's got got it and she was freaked out so i just turned to her and was just like yay video games yeah to hack somebody's three, arm off, three right? years into this thing people know yeah so one of the things we were kind of alluding to whether that that they hadn't explicitly mentioned that people if people are in fact or are not in fact infected in this offshoot of the Walking Dead universe, is Reggie the same dude, Nate? So they push Reggie off the side of the building and they see his body there, right? Yeah. Later in the episode, they see the blood stain as he was either dragged away or crawled away, right? Yes. Uh, do you think that somebody went and cleaned up him? Or do you think that he, as a zombie, walked away? I assumption was someone cleaned up him, but I I really wonder if you hunt through that ending scene, if you can find him out there in the horde. I don't don't think he was there. He used the model five times. He's probably (laughs) had the horde five times. But I I assumed it was them cleaning it up because it just seemed like the way everybody else, like the the, the Carver's group, whenever somebody would mention, like, oh, what happened to Reggie? It was just like... Oh yeah, more it people. Happened. It was like, alluded to more people knowing about it, which tells I me. Went that. So I went and told everybody that I could. I told Bonnie. I told. <laughs> so I, I told the other dude. I just, I, told... I just assumed that everybody knew it and expected this from Carver, because even the, the group of his group just knew kind of stuff that he did. So I just assumed it was somebody just was told and went and cleaned it up, and that was just normal. I kind of thought he crawled off. Personally. They're beating him down at the end of that episode it was crazy. So here's the question. That was so, Wait, which like, him? Carver. Oh, yeah, before that. With the, with the crowbar? Like, that was, like, a crazy amount. Was, I feel like yeah. I've played a lot of boss fights in my day, but and I, I killed a lot of people, and the different games have presented it in different ways, but just beating the crap out of him with oh, the crowbar. Oh, yeah, that was great. You was just insane. Seemed, like, oh, it just felt real, and, like, part of have you, you felt seen... good, but part of you just felt kind of sick. Have you seen... I didn't feel sick at all. I was just like, bring uh... it on more. <laughs> What's the Nazi movie with uh list? Iron Sky. No. no. False. Uh it it's completely like a Wolfenstein movie. Um Sold. Inglorious Bastards. Oh! Oh, I didn't see that with um with Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino, yeah. I haven't seen that yeah, one either. Who's the which famous is dumb. guy whose name I can't remember? Brad Pitt? Mm. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely shame, a scene man. in that thing where he's just like Beating a guy down with with a is it a, a machete or something, and they just make you sit there and watch the whole yeah, scene Tarantino. as he's like. That does sound like Tarantino, yeah. But there was something special about being a crowbar, though, you know. Yeah, which all my gaming days were very half life. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But um, so you have two. There's two separate scenes where you go to the um. The roof to sneak to different areas. The first time to get the walkies, the second time to turn on the beat. And, like, it just seemed weird. Like, it was supposed to be stealthy, but it didn't seem like there was any There's way no you stealth couldn't action, stealth, yeah. right? Yeah, was I was standing right in front of the guy the whole time because I couldn't find the other the other. Oh, the other <laughs> I was like, that was what am I doing here? <laughs> like, it was, it was, I thought it was meant to be sort of like how you had to sneak into the house in the, in the first episode. But, like, it just didn't seem like it was... Like, it did anything, or you could get caught, or, like, I don't know. From a game that does suspense so well... Yeah, that was weird. This that is was not like, suspenseful. No. I was like, well... It's like the mode of Bayonetta 2, where you just press one button consistently to just do everything. Bonnie, so, 
you, you Bonnie didn't she seem so. I she, she, seemed so she seemed helpless rather than well, so. so oh, I'm, I'm, that's the question I want to ask. So in uh, 400 days, she's like this nice person, and I really liked her. And then you meet her in episode two, so I naturally was okay with her because I had known her from, which I assume is what they were going for. That you as the player knew her, knew her to be nice, so. You would be nice to her as Clementine, which I was. Totally forgot. Then she leads Carver's group to, into you be, by you being nice to her. What a jerk. That was so it. then I was pissed at her in episode three, but then she becomes nice to you in episode three and helps you get out. So were you... She just seems so helpless, were you, man. Were you pissed at her? her Did, were you okay with her or what? Her guiding Carver to the lodge had the same impact on me as that chick... Uh, from the first season, who shooting the dude. Oh yeah, where you liked her up until that scene, you were like done. I was like, I, I the way you and Kenny were like tight. Yeah. In season one, me and her were tight like that. Like the first episode, it was kind of like she was all pissed because her dad, and yeah. you know, like we were kind of frosty. But then like episode two, and I think that was that. Yeah, it was episode two, right? Where or three? One, I forget which one where she kills him. It was either two or three. But we were like. By that point, we were, like, so tight, and she's like, we're going to find out who gave all this, who's, who's giving our stuff together together, and we're, like, searching people and doing all this. And then all of a sudden, she just, boom, pulled, and I was just like, what the f-? And I was like, you're out. <laughs> I just 360 right on her. But so, Bonnie, I was going back and forth. Like, I, I was pissed yeah, at her yeah, beginning, but then instantly she's like, oh, I specifically asked for you to be in the army because I'm looking after you. And I was like, okay, I guess she's back to being on good terms, and... We helped Bonnie out, or me and Walter helped Bonnie out, gave her the food, and then she turned on us. I did not say a single dialogue option to her the entire episode three. Really? I was like, no, wow. you're done. I don't want anything to do with you. Will holds we went, we yeah, went back does. to the scene where they're like, oh, and Bonnie says she's going to help us break out. I'm like, can like, we trust her? I don't who's think we can trust her. I was Look like, Bonnie. I don't know fuck Bonnie. Is. Oh man, I was so angry at her. Interesting. Really? I See, felt I was like back she to... was the whole reason that yeah, episode that may be three true, existed. But she's also like a helpless person that's just kind of yeah, I mean, like just yeah. manipulatable. It seemed like the whole that whole group was because all if you notice, obviously the whole group, all of the group members. Well, there was a couple that weren't, but the majority of the group members were the guys from Four Hundred Days. So yeah, uh, uh, we talked. So, so before Four Hundred, before we started. Season two. I told you that I thought they were going to show up. Yeah. You, well, you no no no. I told you, you I thought they were going to show up in season one. That Clementine joins was did, going to yeah. be that group, which is not. It was, That's what I thought. It was right? Carver's group that where right. they, they joined. And so they ended up being in a group that you ran into, just not the one I thought it was going to be. Yes. So again, when I had, you saw them start I had to show up, what did but you think? The first, but the guy nothing didn't recognize any of them. <laughs> oh, I recognized everyone. I, the only guy which wasn't part of the group because he, did, he didn't make it in by four hundred days was the guy who um, he was the uh, the black teenager guy that goes into the diner and yeah, that's the guy I was referring to before. Um, he's the only guy that did, everybody else had had cho- chose to go with her, so everybody else was if there. He would have been in the garden scene because I don't think I had him either. Um, oh my god, interesting thought. I didn't play 400 Days on the same platform that I played this episode on. It, oh, so you probably got random choices. It got random choices, yeah. Yeah. It randomized your stuff. There's cameos from, like, everybody else. You walk by the girl and her daughter. Do- the little mother sister. and her daughter, yeah. The I mother. think it's a it's little sister, daughter. right? Oh, um, no, you're right. They're sisters. And then there's the scene with the hippie dude. He's like, dude. Yeah. You should probably get back to where you're supposed to be, man. Then there's the one with the guy who's the pri- from the, who's in the prison bus. 
That's he's a suspiciously he, when, good. When you impression. go in to get the walkies, and he's talking to actually the um, the black lady, who's the one that meets uh, him at the end. She wasn't there in my thing. Oh, or he she, wasn't there in my. Oh, thing. okay. He her. was there for me, and he's just talking to her, and she's the one that invites all of them to join, and even she was yeah. like. You know, yeah, it's all fucked up, but you know, she was just that's talking to somebody is. on a walking. Oh, okay, with him, he, he was talking to him, and he, he's just like, yeah, he's just like, okay, you know, and just walked away. But yeah, you just see cameos of all of them. Um, again, I didn't. I really have... thought they were going to play bigger parts. Well, Bonnie, with the exception of Bonnie, I assume Bonnie for you guys is did join your group after you know, like walking away, right? So what she... did happen with the bonds? She was she was with my group, and she from the previews I've seen of episode of four. She's in your group now, at least for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I think assume that's that was, probably the same. Okay, I assume it's the same for you guys too. She, uh, yeah. Will still hates. Not gonna Bonnie. be in Will's group for long if she is now. Yeah. If she can die in this next episode, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at gonna Will. beat her down with a crowbar. Let her go. Because like, remember, uh, there's a scene where Lee can or Ben is hanging over the edge and it's like let him go yeah. just let him go and you can just say no I'm not letting him go and if you just say no I'm not letting him go you just save him and if you let him go then he dies it's yep. like no if, I, if that scene came up with Bonnie she's dead <laughs> let her go um, so something my external reference for this game for this episode yeah there is a Penny Arcade strip that happened around the time of the writer's strike, so this is probably five years ago now, something like that. Yeah. Um, do you, you guys both remember what the writer's strike was? Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden... You can explain it, though, I guess. Probably um, should. The writer's guild uh, basically went on strike because they weren't getting enough money from the some other union, right? So writers across the board were stopping writing in solidarity. Yeah. And actually, I think that's probably the biggest thing that ruined the show Heroes. But one of my favorite strips, I'll just read it aloud, but I'll show you guys the strip here in a second, was for Penny Arcade, was right around the, the time of the writer's strike, right? Yes. So it uh, seems like writers could have written themselves a better contract. I don't know if, <laughs> <laughs> if contract is really... F- I don't know. Maybe contract is really funny. This isn't, in fact, a joke. I'm going on to show solidarity with the fellow scribes. What? When? Right now. What the fuck am I supposed to do? You're a big boy. Figure it out. And then the last panel is Rex Ready, time-traveling secret agent dinosaur for hire. (laughs) 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 That's heavenly. But the reason I bring this up, the hilarious reason that I bring this up, is I swear to God, Rex Ready is on a poster on the front of the comic book shop. Oh my God, is that true? I, okay. Oh my god, that's very specific. It was hilarious. I was like, oh my god! Did you just lose your shit? That's hilarious. <laughs> it was so fucking awesome. God, I wonder what else is in there. That's amazing. Oh, there's so much tiny, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. crap. That's pretty cool. Boosh. Um, yeah, there's not much left for me. Yeah, I'm pretty much out of stuff to discuss, other than, of course, so, uh, the ratings. Well, I was going to say, do we want to talk that how much... So did we real? So obviously we had the podcast, so we must we all must have liked this much much better. Yeah. than episode one. Did we we did conclude at the end of uh, episode one that we might not be back. And I know that we talked wrong. about this briefly at the beginning of the podcast, but do we all want to say much better than episode one? Much yeah. Improved? Or do we still have? Does anybody still have doubts? Fit in surprisingly well. We did. We did numbers for the first part. Yes. You want to do numbers what, for what these? What in the world did I give it? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to look back. You want to give a number for this? No, but I think we should do it anyway. <laughs> I think we should, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I would go with a, a, a seven and a half, eight, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure how much I, I gave on the first one. Maybe even done higher on the first. I mean, I like this one. I think it was better. I don't want to be a little um. Still have a tiny bit of reverse. I mean, I heard good things about four and five. I really want to believe in it. Yeah. Um, I still have a little bit of reservation. I I didn't. Again, this whole fighting humans thing is it gets a little tiresome for me, and it went on a little longer. Like I didn't. Like I'm glad they wrapped it up with with episode three. It would have been it would have been really bad if they kept it going through episode four and five. I'm glad they wrapped it up. So maybe you know an eight, maybe. You know, I could be maybe even say as, as high as an 8.5, but probably, right, you know, final maybe answer. I'll just go with the final answer average of 8. Okay. Uh, I am quite surprised because it's very similar to the answer I would have given. I was leaning towards a 7.5 or an 8. I think an 8, though. I think the game is pretty good. Um, I do think it improved tremendously over the first episode, although I do think in retrospect the first episode was a little more tied into these than I probably was expecting it to be. I, I do think it was important as a lead-in of sorts. Well, let me ask you a question. Now that you've, now that you've played episodes two and three, and we've seen how, kind of how they were building, how they were leading in with episode one, are you, are you less hateful of episode one than you yeah, were previously? Yeah, with episode one I was scared, Brian. I was just scared yeah. and emotionally afraid that this series that meant so much to me and that was so crazy was going to lose it and go off the rails. And I think that was a large part of my my rating. Uh, I think that... I don't really know what I rated it then. I think I've given a lot more thought uh, to what my rating scale should be like in the time since we reviewed the first one, so I'm hesitant to say... Uh, to really commit to what I... to commit to guess what I might have rated it, because my memory's bad. But I think in retrospect, I would give the first episode a 7. Especially in the, in the wake of the knowledge of how it played into the rest of the episodes in the season. Maybe, maybe a 7 for that and an 8 for this, I guess. It's pretty good. I think it did a lot of things really well. And I think the emotional investment I felt in a lot of the settings was pretty second to none. It was pretty good. I thought it was pretty cool seeing myself. Or some strange, ridiculous version of myself, even if I died immediately. That was, I liked you that. really want to relate yourself to Reggie? I, I, I don't know why. It, Reggie. That guy was so weird. I know! He was so Nate. He was, wasn't <laughs> but, he? But is he... Like, is like that a really quirky, weird dude? Be? I don't even think I don't know if that's who he wants to be, but... That's who I am, man. He's got to embrace that. I'm proud of that. It's cool. He's good. Like, I'm not good in a post-apocalyptic setting. He just setting. annoyed... Like, everybody seemed to hate him. You know, they kind of, like, put what up with him because... Couldn't? Because like they're like, oh, you tried to help us escape, but yeah, I guess he you was a little hapless, it. yeah. But he, like he just seemed like nobody, like nobody in the, in Clementine's group liked him. Nobody in Carver's group liked him. Like it just seems like this was like the most. He's just misunderstood, it was man. Exactly. He tried to do everything to make everybody happy and succeeded in making nobody happy. All right. Well, I think we've Go stalled ahead. long uh, enough talking about me. So I think I'm gonna say eight again, even though I feel like this is. Starting to get to be my 9.5. same old go-to answer. Yeah. Um, this game, wow, still being... Gone Home was also really heavy, heavily story-intensive, but this one actually put some game in my story, which I thought was, <laughs> was well, really... That, yeah, that is a big difference, I want to say, in between this and say Gone, gone that, Home is just a story that you, you, know, you happen to walk... Through. You're just, a, yeah, you're there at the right time when people are talking. This, you actually, you, you know, while it, does, it doesn't have the most elaborate gameplay, you're not doing, you still don't do all, you do go places, you do have options, you do have choices yeah, that make it. I did feel like more of this game was about dialogue choices than season one. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's... I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like like season one had more action choices yeah. than dialogue choices, whereas season two has a lot more dialogue choices. And the dialogue choices seem to have less effect in terms of characters that are left or not. So I also compare it to Heavy Rain, because that's another one we played. Yeah. And this one... So compared to that, not only do you have choices... But you actually have a compelling story, uh, you know. Well, yeah, the story is much better than than heavy than I, you know, than, um, than like a heavy. Like in our conversation in that game, we were talking about how could you have choices and still have a like a railroaded story. Right? Yeah. And this one, I feel, is a way better example of a railroaded story. I still feel like I have choices and I'm making decisions. But really, at the end of the day, it's the same story they're telling me. I, yeah, I, I mean, you think better. about it, like, 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 the Alvin point is, is very much to what you're saying. Like, you guys didn't have Alvin survive. I made the choice that he did survive, but he just ends up dying automatically in season three anyways, and you can't save him. So, but like, ultimately, more... Alvin is going to die. No matter what choice you make, at the point where you can make a choice whether he lives or dies in episode two, ultimately doesn't matter because he will die anyway so like but it felt like i was living in that story yeah, far so, more than... so like at the moment you're like yes i made that choice but ultimately it really didn't matter the choice you made because ultimately he was going to die whether you chose option a or option b so i feel like i also need to explain why i didn't i i feel like i need to explain why i didn't rate it higher than me sure and at the end of the day i played these two episodes over two concurrent days yeah and I'm not terribly compelled to see what happens in four. Do you think that's just because we wrapped up a story arc? I, I guess even if we did, still, yeah, there's still I, a. Do you think I, a lot of that's because we feel like Clementine's already like a full adult? Like it doesn't really it feel like there's much thing. left there for her to. There seems like a very a completely wrapped arc, and um, yeah, like, which is I interesting in the middle of a like it's almost like a mid-season finale. I I can kind <laughs> yeah. of see that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You but, know, like, but, like, part of the reason why I don't... Like, I feel like this is a really good story, and as a cliffhanger in the middle of the season, I should be like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to her? What's, but did you watch what's the coming previews up? For, for the coming up? Well, I mean, the end of the next time. Yeah, like, they're like, on the next time on the like, world. I, I there was some stuff, and there was some with... stuff in that, in, that, in that preview that I was just like, wow. It looks like it's, you know, like, there's, like, a, I think a scene where Kenny's, like, off the rails. There was one where, like, Bonnie's got a gun on somebody, I think, or something like that. It was just, like, crazy stuff. I mean, I, I don't have maybe all the details correct, but, like, <laughs> it just seems like... I remember... Because, again, I, I played, like, a month, a month and a half ago, so I don't remember... But I remember just, like, watching the stuff and, like, wow, like, it looks like they're going to have some crazy stuff coming up that it's not going to just be like, oh, okay, well, they did sure. everything and sure, sure. now, you know, we'll just kind of have some little bit of a, you know... Definitely. Um, and again, I, I've heard people say that who have played 4 and 5, like reviewers, without reading spoilers about them, like, say that it's 4 and 5 are good. So I'm, I feel I'm like, looking forward to 4 and 5. I feel like the next time on Walking Dead is more of a cheat. Like, yeah. that's not actually a story... Uh, I feel like it's just a reminder that there's more. Yeah, exactly. You haven't set up do anything things for me. coming right now. So you think it's like a Mad Men uh, previews where they just show a bunch of clips of, of the next episode. They don't really mean all that much. It doesn't really tell you what's going to actually exactly happen think, in the yeah. episode. But it's just like... like they, they, they show you stuff things. to try and make you th- excited about the next episode, which is good. They should do that. But I feel like that should be 
at a part of the story, right? I should, you could have some throwaway dialogue, or like, we, we know now what happens with the chair, right? If we had some reason to believe that there was something more with the chair, or, you know, if they talked more, or if we thought that the thing that made the original group leave Carter's compound was going to come back up and become a thing, right? That I might care more about, figuring out that kind of stuff. Um, if we thought that there... I mean, if they showed me some conflict between... Starting a conflict between Clementine and yeah. Kenny, right? Well, there's a moment there, where well, you... Well, like, there, there, well, there is... A, in the preview, there is... Kenny is in a conflict. I forget who he's in a conflict with. Yeah, but it's not with Clementine, but, the main character. But, I mean, it, but it's something... And I think, I'm guessing, just based off of what it looks like, that it's going to be another one of those, like, you choose the side things. You can either side I'm with sure, Kenny, side with a... You know, I just... But it just... I don't know. I... I, I kind of like the way... I mean, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I kind of like the way they do the previews because they don't give away all that... Like, they don't spoil what's going to come up. Like, they don't flat out... Like, like I remember in the beginning of... Uh, the end of episode one, where they give the previews for episode two, I have a line that Clementine's just looking, and she looks up, and she says, I thought you were dead. So now you're thinking, okay, is she talking about... Um, what's the... Um, uh, the woman you're with at the beginning of episode uh, one, um, the the Car- boyfriend. Oh, guy, the weird. Uh, yeah. I don't remember her name. Uh, I know exactly. In you get the woods, separated from um, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they you, 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 you kept trying to look point. for her. Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe it was her. Maybe it was. Um, uh, I never uh, thought uh, Kenny. Uh, Pete. Yeah, I didn't think Kenny. No. Either, but that's what I'm saying. So like, it was an interesting thing that you're like, oh, okay, it's got to be a real great part and it was and it's and it's but it's also not spoiler because they didn't tell you like didn't show you kenny or they didn't mention yeah i just don't pay so i thought it was kind of like like good enough that like it keeps you like oh okay there's gonna be these big awesome parts i think it's what it makes way more sense when you go back and play it like if i go back and replay this game i'll be like ah but again i I don't feel like i don't i don't feel like that was part of the game Maybe I should consider it part of the game, but that doesn't feel like part of the game. I don't feel like any storytelling that you're doing in that really counts as beneficial to what I experience as part of the game. You know what I mean? It's like saying that... I'm not saying it's got to be like a part, but I think it's just an interesting notion of like, okay, here's what's coming up and here's what you play. You know, it's like if a game has really cool box art or there's a really (laughs) cool commercial, I mean... That can make the hype for the game kind of cool, but I don't give the game credit for that external work. And so I, I, yeah, I don't exactly. feel like... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like it's part of the actual, like, mechanical game. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not... Like, hey, there's a trailer at the end of these credits. Well, because in real life, yeah, there's no trailer that says, oh, okay, your next <laughs> X days are going to have this, this, and this in it. Right, so but I mean, I've seen plenty of that. examples of ways to put in things in the story that the characters don't know about or you know things that the characters are hiding from you or you know ways to allude to shit that's going to go down like the end of um i think it's the end of season one episode two where um the whole point is that you are getting the stuff out of that car and yeah uh, you have to choose whether to um it's a quick decision whether or not to um, take the food or leave the food, but it. But they show you. They kind of allude that that is going to cause problems in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it's not, you you're know, like mm, an immediate result. Some shit's going to go down, but uh, yeah. All right. So I think that just about concludes our discussion. Uh, but before we wrap up, uh, just any closing comments in the episode? I think it was. I, I, for the, I think for the record, I really agree with your 
the reasons you rated it for what you did. For some reason, eight or seven five just kind of came to me, and I think. So when we you all gave out, eights, right? Isn't yeah. That's what we came down to? Sounds, yeah. Sounds about right. That's it. Interesting I think that for we me all it's actually have true. a uh, consensus for once in a row. Yeah, that is, that is kind of odd. Uh, nobody nobody gave it the, the proverbial ten or the proverbial thank God. like yeah, four and That is half. correct. Basically what you're saying is Alberto isn't here, yeah. <laughs> I mean, There's yeah. still three and a half on this one. <laughs> uh, um, but other than that, I don't think I have any comments. How about you, Brian? I like the way that they they came back after se- after episode one. You know, really I really did. really was not <laughs> expecting much, and maybe maybe I liked episodes two and three um, better than the, I might have because yeah. I had such low expectations going into it. Um, <laughs> so but, at the very least, we can say we'll have another epi- episode. Yeah, I, well, we I, will. I, I yeah, one way or the other, and I definitely want to see how it ends. And I've heard, like I said, I've heard good things. We'll play them, and then we'll probably talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to. I mean, I think at this point, like, we only have one. We only have two episodes, one podcast left. We definitely have to. And it's a wrap up. It's a season finale, especially. Episode it's going to be a doozy. Um, and I've heard really good. That. Again, I've heard really good things. So no, unrelated. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully, yeah, between then and now. You know, yeah. I think. Um, and you know, I mean, no matter what, I, I think they've um, Telltale earned its popularity rise with with all you know with with both seasons that they've done. Um, you know, season two might not be as good as season one, but I think they they definitely earned their recognition. What 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 that comment just there? Do you uh, still th- do you think season one so far is better than season two? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, it, That's but, something I feel like we should have talked about earlier. Did we already talk about this? And I just spaced. <laughs> Not yet. Okay, because I think you... season two is more interesting, and I guess we did get the impression oh, that you thought. I... Oh, really? See, I think season one is better. Is my story to interesting or just overall is better? I think overall, I think that I was more drawn in from the beginning. I think you're looking at that oh. season with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. What I... season two or season? Do you remember trying to find a battery to put in a generator to get the thing started? Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember getting your leg? bitten five times when you're trying to escape from the from the zombies and originally there's like five times do you remember missing the jump while trying to jump between buildings there's a yeah. there's a lot of like well i mean i think season one back when they thought it was an adventure game and not a Wait, storytelling for the, game for the record i think season two is better Right, oh. is that is that what's earning me scorn right now? Or I thought you were saying that you thought season one, or you still think you think season one's better? Right. I think Hold season on. one's better. Whoop. Do you remember that? <laughs> so you think season two is better? I I do. I haven't completely thought about it. I think from a story point of view, I like um, Lee's story way See, more. See, I don't. Than so you, so you're saying you like so you're, you're coming to me, but you're agreeing that you like season one better. I think that the mechanics and where the game has come and what they've chosen to present as the game has gotten, gotten more way polished. better, yeah. way more polished in season two. The story, I, just, I think, I think that Lee's story was more interesting than. So I just think that season one. That's was yeah. fresher. You just had these things where you just like, oh, what you know, like like episode two of season one. You start out, you're running through the woods. You find the the awkward, um, you know, guy with the Letterman jacket. You know, uh, Ben, Fuck or, yeah. and like he's trapped in a bear trap. And then walk, walkers are coming at you, and Kenny's telling you like, we gotta go, just leave him. And you're just like, your choice is like, leave him or hack his like leg off. And I, I was think like, that was just a fresher just, choice at that point. Well, that's what I mean. It was just more like. You know, now it's just kind of, which I guess is kind of also true of, like, reality. Like, you're more used to these things. Like, you know, like, I had no 
um, qualms about just like Sarita like hacking her arm off. Like it just was, it just seemed natural, and I guess it just kind of makes it. But like, I think that's beautiful in a way. That brings us to the end of our Walking Dead season two episodes two and three podcast. We hope you enjoyed the production. As always, you can visit us at emotivepixelspodcast.com and also our Facebook page, which you should totally like us and check us out on. There's lots of creepy stalker photos and everything. Facebook.com slash Podcast. See you guys.